Welcome to Dark Insight Podcast, episode 11, Friday the 8th of January, or if you're him over there, it's Saturday the 9th of January. How are you doing, Mr. Vader? No, no worries. It's pretty good. Um, Nice sunny morning for me here. Yeah, it's nice and uh, cold cold and uh, dark for me. Lovely. Yep. (laughs) I reckon we should start claiming we're the most international gaming podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Especially when we have uh, like Jeremy and Law Hunter on, it's just like so many different time zones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it can get quite messy. Yeah, it's been good. So, Happy New Year to all of our listeners and Merry Gone Christmas. <laughs> Hope everyone's yeah. Christmas was awesome. Uh, mine was pretty good. How's about yours, Charles? Yeah, it was very nice. I uh, had a week or so off work and just kind of hung around, played some games and spent time with the kids and, and wife. It was, it was pretty good. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I guess our it, people forget our Christmases are very different down here because it's sun, sun's shining, everyone's at the beach. Uh, there's no cold winter nights. Doesn't get dark until almost ten at night. Uh, so yeah, very different our Christmas to what the stereotyped Christmas is seen on on the media. Yeah, I, I was I was expecting a bit of snow this Christmas, but to be honest, like uh, UK's. Our UK Christmas this year has been very mild. We've just had a... It's been quite warm, actually. It's not really been that cold, and it's just been raining a lot. So it's been true. typical British I know this, a big chunk of the States got a, some huge dumpings of snow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very foreign to me, white Christmases. Uh, <laughs> I've only been in uh, one one winter Christmas when I spent three months in the UK when I was a kid. The rest have all been summer. We've been bloody uh, lucky because we don't get many of them even when I'm in the country. So. <laughs> Very rare do we get white Christmases. I mean, we've we've probably had a couple in the past sort of 10 years. Yeah, because it doesn't get colder until later in January, doesn't it? No, that's right. We're, we're actually looking to have a pretty uh, bad cold snap next week, apparently. So I'll have to get the winter jacket out by the sounds of things. Yeah. And uh, four of you guys listening, uh, we have changed our podcast. We're now the weather podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we are now the weather cast. Forget games. We're going to talk about weather. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. sit back, enjoy. <laughs> now, um, before we get crack on and get into things, um, I have an apology to make and a big thank you to um, one of uh, a Twitter a mate. Uh, it's Dominic, Dominic uh, Worthington. Uh, months ago, when we first kicked off and got started, uh, he helped out with... Our, um, our channel, our art, our Twitter art, our podcast art for SoundCloud. Um, and I think we haven't, we haven't actually officially thanked him over the podcast. So I apologize, Dominic. And again, thank you very much for your work. You did a great job on the Dark Insight logo. Uh, we're much appreciated. And everyone listening, go check his, his work out. He's, um, he's a busy man, but he does some cool channel art for people. And, uh, yeah, check his, I'm out on Twitter, Dom Worthington, or his website I have right here, dominicworthington.carbonmade.com. 
and we'll have that in hopefully in the show notes so you can go check his, his work out um, he's also helped me out with my YouTube channel so very much appreciated and apology for not saying this sooner yes most definitely because uh, yeah I absolutely love our logo eh? he's done a brilliant job and obviously done our Twitter art and stuff as well like he done my really cool one it's just like the Cthulhu the Cthulhu background and stuff he's, he, he does some really great work so yeah thanks very very much for everything you've done for us it's, it's been awesome and I can't believe we haven't we completely forgot <laughs> to even mention it I thought we had but obviously we hadn't which is pretty bad of us and I'll, I'll give myself a slap round the face of it. there you go there you go nice <laughs> that's, that, that's for being uh, naughty <laughs> um, so yes thank you again uh, much appreciated um, yeah. yeah so now we've we've repented had changed our ways to start the new year <clears throat> new year resolution done <laughs> um what, what what should we talk about what we got for christmas i guess that's what a lot of people are doing right now it's kind of enjoying what we've got um, yeah the, do you want to what's going i let you fire away as your all right, um, what, what, what sort of goodies did you get um so with my wife's family we do a bit of a secret santa um i got a really cool thing it's not as cool as your samurai sword but I got a samurai sword uh, cake cutter. So it's oh, just a nice. big giant cake knife uh, shaped like a samurai sword. Um, so I thought that was very cool because uh, for listeners, if you don't know, um, I'm a bit of a cake baker on the side as well. Um, and so yeah, it was a very cool, thoughtful gift from my sister-in-law. And yeah, it's very cool. Um, and along, along with some ninja gingerbread, ninja bread men cutters. So I'll be making some ninja bread men for... Uh, coming up this January, sometime this January. So awesome! What so, they're, so they're, what? so they're gingerbread men, but they're like ninjas, ninja shapes. Yeah. Oh, that's just too good. <laughs> they're like like fly kicks and like yeah, crowning chops and stuff. That's super <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, but then moving on, um, the my mum got me some more cake decorating tools and stuff to go along with my 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 kit, my get up. Uh, but the big gift that I got from my lovely wife. Uh, Desiree, and she listens to the podcast, so thank you again, wife. Hello. Um, uh, she got me uh Xbox One bundle because uh, she thought that would be a great addition to the podcast and our uh, my, mine and my son's YouTube channel to have uh, mixed content, not just Sony content, but also have um, a touch of, of Microsoft and Xbox in there. So it was very thoughtful of, of her and very kind. Hot so now damn. I joined... That's the ranks of Xbox. That's pretty awesome. That's yeah. That's just wow. Yeah, that's very cool. <laughs> yeah, that's that's um, pretty awesome because that's that's not no uh, small gift neither. That's just like uh, a surprise. Like that's that's pretty amazing. I got to say when when you, when you mentioned it, I was I was just like wow. Just that's yeah. so cool. <laughs> yeah, she did well. Um, we did have to refinance the house to buy it. No, <laughs> 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 um, but no, it was it was good. Uh, um, very nice of her. Um, we, yeah, we're pretty excited about it. It's, it was a pretty good bundle. Like, there's some pretty good sales um, before leading up to Christmas. I think I got five games with it. Oh, nice! Um, in total, with the bundle, so it's it yeah, pretty good. Awesome. Pretty good uh, but I'll save those for what we've been playing. <laughs> yes, we will. We will most certainly get into that in a little bit. <laughs> games wise. Oh. Speaking of guests from wife's, did you hear what, like Petty got his wife was like knocked out of the park. Uh, yeah yeah i did hear like she just seriously went to town like just amazing and a lot of the stuff was like handmade as well which just makes it even better just so cool 
Yeah, it was very cool. Um, I'm going to go and steal his pillars off of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to yeah, so show my wife. <laughs> the prison. Uh, but yeah, um, and yourself, what, what, what were you lucky enough to get? Um, to be honest, I had quite a small Christmas this Christmas because we've, we've been a bit shy of money recently. So... Yeah, I had a bit of a short Christmas this Christmas, but I, I did quite well. I was, I got a, I, to be honest, I wasn't expecting anything because during the year, the wife bought me a set of the PlayStation Gold headphones. It's like oh, an, nice. uh, yeah, as an early Christmas present. So I wasn't expecting anything to be honest. But yeah, she she done me quite well. Like I got a new, uh, I like I'm really into the band Slipknot, and she I like collecting yep. their t-shirts. So she got me one of their limited edition t-shirts that you can't get many of. So I was like super stoked about that. Like I love that thing. Um, obviously, yeah, she got me Fallout Four, which nice. was awesome. Yeah, which was super that was cool. Fun. Uh, she got me some alcohol. Mm-hmm. Always good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I I like to have a nice uh, a whiskey or a rum of an evening. Uh, as you quite well know, if you listen to the podcast more than often, by the end of the podcast, I'm normally drunk because <laughs> I like a, a nice whiskey with the podcast. So. Um. What else did I get? Oh, I'm trying to think. I can't think what else I've got. I know you mentioned you got some cash. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, they, they, they basically put together and I got enough and I managed to finally get myself a um, a Kill Bill, Kill Bill Hattori Hanzo uh, Bride replica samurai sword from the film. Because, uh, yeah, it's, it, Kill Bill's my favourite film, like my number one favourite film of all time. So I've been after one of those replica swords for a long time now and I, I, the ones I've been looking at they've, they're normally a bit bit janky not very nice but I found this place that uh, they're basically hand forged in Japan handmade in traditional Japanese ways and everything and oh nice yeah it's it's a work of art You, everyone probably has, has seen me post it on Twitter but yeah it's absolutely stunning in, in real life as well it's, it's a work of art so it's uh, going up it's it's actually getting. It was going to go up where my big boss pictures are in my corner by my PlayStation, but uh, the wife decided to put it on the main wall in the front room, so it's got its own wall to itself, so it really stands out. And so that's going to oh, be that's cool. nice of it. Yeah, really, that's really, really cool. cool. She appreciates that how important it is and how how sentimental and cool it is for you. Mm. And as she said, it like because I had some samurai swords before, but they were they were okay. But she was like, oh, they're nice. But when she saw this one, she was like, wow. That's, that's beautiful. A proper one. Yeah, that's proper. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. Have you, been, have you been tempted to cut some stuff with it, or is it too <sighs> precious? I, I have been tempted, but I thought no, I won't, because it is. It is because obviously my other ones weren't sharp because they were just factory made. Where this is yep. obviously hand forged, it is razor sharp, and it comes with all the tools to look after the blade. And oh, nice. Yeah, I, I, I thought, mm. but then I thought no, I won't. I'm just gonna. I leave. I leave it in his scabbard and. It'll, it'll just be up and all. And then if any burglars yeah. come in, then I'll use it. Yeah. <laughs> you came to nick my PlayStation, you lose it out. <laughs> Wrong house, my friend. <laughs> um, and as I tweeted you the other day, you're set if there is a, a zombie apocalypse because I'm sure you'd be willing to get a bit dirty. Absolutely. <laughs> take your family. You say, now actually, the same place that uh, I got my Kill Bill sword from, they do a replica of uh, the Michonne samurai sword oh. from walking dead as well and that's beautiful dead. so i'm like oh, nice. Ooh, that would look really nice underneath it but they, yeah. they're not cheap they are quite expensive so but yeah, um, yeah but... 
Uh, yeah. Make I've sure got... you don't let any Muppet come and touch the blade when they come over and visit. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just like no one, no one touches it apart from me. No one. <laughs> uh, it's the way of the samurai. And I also, I got a very, very sneaky gift from yourself, didn't I? I believe so. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if anyone see on Twitter, but Vader got me the uh, collector's edition guide for the old hunters. Because obviously he knew I was very, very poor and couldn't, couldn't get it. And I came home, literally, I think it was Christmas Eve. I came home from yep. work and there it was. <laughs> I was like, what's this package? I opened it up and I was like, where the hell has this come from? I was like, I didn't order this. And then I looked, I could see that it was paid for in New Zealand dollars. I was just like, <laughs> wow. I, I, yeah, I, I'd got to say, super gave, thank gave you me for away. that. Yeah, it was just, no I was absolutely blown away by that. And you also uh, got me, my son, a really cool uh, book as well, which uh, Paddy actually mentioned on the last pad- podcast because he knows the book from from his childhood and obviously I knew it as well. So obviously uh, Harry McClary, if, if anyone knows the book. But yeah, I know it from my childhood as well and um, I certainly will be reading that to Oliver at bedtime. But that was just, yeah. So thank you very much for that. I was no super worries. blown I'm, away. And, uh, I'm glad I could sort it out and get it to you. Yeah, and that, those collection edition guides, they're just so awesome. Like, I got the, the, the Bloodborne one, and they're just, they're, they're a beautiful guides. Really, really, the artwork and the way they're put together, just, they're, they're really, oh, well, really worth the money. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty um, awesome. Yeah, I was glad I managed to get it to you, because I only managed to order it, I think, the Wednesday morning. So that's the day before Christmas Eve here in New Zealand. So it would have been Tuesday evening in the UK, and they managed to ship it Wednesday, UK time and get it to you by Thursday, Christmas Eve. I was, I was kind of, I was hoping I had all my, my fingers crossed and limbs cro- crossed <laughs> and it got to you. So I was really happy. Um, yeah, it's it pretty cool because the, the, it was quite lucky actually because the place where they dispatch it from literally is only 40 minutes away from my house. So go, that, yeah, literally just around the corner. Yeah. Because I was like, how the hell did he get my address? And then I spoke to the wife. I was like, aha, she has told you. (laughs) Well, the thing is, because I don't know if people know how Facebook works. If you're not friends with someone on Facebook, you send them a message, it goes to like this secret hidden other folder. Um, And so she didn't, I actually messaged her like a few days before that, but um, she didn't see it until until like the Tuesday evening. And so it was really last minute. Um, Yeah. So we we managed to sneak it in there. I'm glad you were surprised and glad you like it. Yeah, it was super awesome, super appreciated. Quite uh, blew me away, to be honest, because obviously I wasn't expecting it. So it was just like pretty awesome. Uh, nice. Yeah, got that. And Oh, yeah, and yesterday my friend at work uh, gave me a, a belated Christmas present of a set of Marshall in-ear headphones, which are awesome. Oh, cool. Yeah, they're probably the best in-ear headphones I've ever bought and i buy a lot of in-ear headphones i'm a bit of a bit of a bit of a nerd when it comes to headphones <laughs> yeah. sound geek yeah they're, they're absolutely stunning yeah. nice yeah so that's what i'm using now to do the podcast we've actually i've got them in now <laughs> oh cool so do i sound even sexier than normal always <laughs> got a little bit of extra um, bass because i've got the bass switch on as well so <laughs> oh, nice. yeah my deep deep sexy bass voice uh, <laughs> Well, yeah, so it was, in all in all, it was a good Christmas, and I'm glad you got your your, your sword. That's that's really cool. 
Yeah, I'm just, um, yeah, it's been he's been very good. I've, I've got a few small things, but they've all been very, very sentimental. It meant, meant a lot to me. Most of the, everything I got really. So it's just been a really good all round Christmas, to be honest. And when it comes down to it, that's what's <coughs> more important, isn't it? Yeah, um, most definitely. Things that actually mean uh, and important to you. Um, and I guess that's the, the the Xbox is very cool. But what I like the most is that my wife uh, knows how important the podcast is and, and the YouTube channel. My son is to me. And and so that's the, really the present to me is that she took she thought about it and that she yeah she wanted to help is there um, the, the meaning behind be the the purchase of the Xbox yeah yeah it's super um, awesome well and actually I guess we've been talking about um, Japanese stuff with the swords um, I'm hoping to find myself a Japanese forge in Japan <laughs> uh, I'm also lucky enough to have booked a trip to Japan coming up. Um, Ooh. <laughs> so and I, I was I joked before about refinance financing to buy the Xbox. But the funny thing is, we actually did refinance recently, and we managed to get a cash like kickback from the bank. Mm. And so <laughs> um, that's I guess where the Xbox has come from, and also the trip to Japan. Cool. Um, so me and my wife are heading to Japan in the end of April, start of May. Um, yeah, that's that's going to be awesome. Like uh, you you've been, you've been out before, haven't you? Yeah, I went during high school, and I was about fourteen, fifteen years old. Yeah. I, it, I love it out there. If I could, I'd go live out there. I love that place. Love yeah, it. my brother lives there in Osaka, and so we'll be staying mm. with him. Um, and he's been there five years. He knows he knows ins and outs of it, and so hopefully they'll help us see as much as possible. And I, I'd love to go see a traditional forge. Yeah, are you are you gonna have any time to head into Tokyo at all? Um, our flights, we head back. We've got a day in Tokyo. Um, oh, cool. So we we fly first thing in the morning, and then we have like twelve hours before our flight in the evening. Cool. Um, so yeah, so we'll we'll spend probably about a good six hours, at least in the city. Yeah, exactly. The last time I went there was uh, when I was uh, on a skate tour around the world when I was a bit younger. I was in Tokyo for sort of four or oh, five really days, cool. and yeah, that was just awesome. That would be cool. That place just blows me away every time. It's just saying else is out of this world that is yeah love it absolutely love it <laughs> so yeah, yeah so maybe we'll have some stuff to talk about uh mid-may mid about japan i'll fill everyone in on the the, the tour <laughs> and the experience um have some japanese we have some tourism at age well with a podcast <laughs> yeah we're a cast in tourism cast yeah <laughs> um i think the tourism japan tourism cast will be a bit more popular uh, <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> um so yes yeah, so, uh, well sorry no i was gonna say so as as we as moving on what what what's what, what, what's been going on in the world of games with you then you've been playing well, much at all i've been playing a lot since i had a bit of time off work um and got a few new games on my console um so i mentioned it earlier i got five games um the games that i got were uh, Tomb Raider, the new one. Fallout 4. I've got um, Halo Master Chief Collection, a rare replay, and Gears of War Remastered. Nice. And also been give, lent uh, Halo 5. So I've got a lot of games to catch up on. So that's like 36, 7 games I've got to play. Oh, 39 games I've got to play because Master Chief has 4 on it. And the rare, rare replay has like a gazillion. <laughs> yeah 30 yeah um, so a lot of games um and so i've just been jumping i've just jumped feet first into that 
my son really, really likes the the Vault Fallout Vault game um, on mm. the iPad that, and I, you know iOS and Android yeah. that came out last year. And so he sees the bobblehead. I got the bobblehead Fallout bobblehead with my loot crate last month, and so he's just like all about Fallout. Thinks it's awesome, even though he doesn't really know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, just because of the app, that's real cute, it's all cartoony, but the game's a bit more violent. But um, so I've been playing a bit of Fallout, um, which you've been playing also. Should we talk about that now? Yeah, let's. Do, let, uh, most certainly, because obviously, as a lot of people heard before me, Fallout wasn't on my radar whatsoever because I didn't get on with Fallout Three at all. Didn't enjoy it, and yep. since I got it for Christmas up to now, I've put about fifty hours into it. <laughs> oh, a lot more than me um, so because yeah I, have that. I like it but also don't like it at the same time um, I because I got Tomb Raider I would rather go jump into Tomb Raider mm. if I had the choice I guess it's because I don't know I play games to enjoy the game and there's a bit more there's a lot of downtime I find in Fallout and so yeah. if I've got an hour to play I'm going to get more action and more enjoyment out of the Tomb Raider than right. I am. I feel I am going to with the, the Fallout. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on that one because um, I picked up. Well, you've got Tomb Raider for that. I've got. Uh, I picked up Battlefront for my quick jump oh, yeah. in, in and out jump for jump in for an hour to play. But Fallout Four, I think when you sit down to play it, you definitely have to give it a good few hours so you can get stuff done. It's one of those games that I don't think you can really pick it up for an hour and get a lot done in, yeah. in short periods yeah, of time. Exactly. It's, you need to, I think you definitely need to, as you say, need to invest um, quite a bit of time. And the, the auto-saving caught me out. It auto-saves when you're out on the outside mm. quite easily. But you go into like a factory or something, into a building, and I, it caught me out, died like, spend like an hour and a half clearing out this massive warehouse and then die at the end and realize that nothing had been saved. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a bugger when it does that. <laughs> um, and I've, I've heard people talking around like the Chomp Chain podcast and stuff, how the, the first six hours is kind of a bit like boring. And I'm not really that much further than that, maybe nine hours, ten hours. Mm. Um, but I just found, yeah, for the first like six hours, I all I ever thought were ghouls and flies. Yeah. Or roaches. Um, the roaches probably more. I just found it quite sparse of, of action, of things happening, um, except for that forced Minutemen story, campaign, quest thingy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I like it and it's fun, but it's, it's one I'm just going to be on the back burners for a while. I'll just chew away. I'll just, you know, chew away at it from time to time. It's like one of those giant novelty gobstoppers that you get, like, from Disneyland or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the size of your fist. I actually got one when I went to the UK um, as a kid. We stopped off in um, LA and went to Disneyland and got one. And it had, like, the case had Mickey Mouse ears. And we were in the UK for three months. I think I finished it on the way home three months later. <laughs> so I kept it for three months and ate, licked that thing for three months as a kid. Um, and I think that's what um, Fallout 4 is going to be for me. It's just going to be one of those long, giant gobstoppers that you can't fit in your mouth. <laughs> that, that, so that's it's going to take a while that's a very good analogy I, I definitely would say it's, if if you haven't got sort of a big chunk of time to put into it it's one of those games you can or a big mouth it's good though because you can just keep keep, keep licking at it over time and eventually <laughs> yeah. eventually it will wear down but it's 
it's, it's still good that you can you can do that you can sort of jump in and out put a couple of hours in a couple of hours there and the good thing is you don't I don't think it's hard to get lost with what you're doing because you obviously you've got your quest quests and that whereas like say a Final Fantasy if you come away for too long you go back in it's like oh bugger where was I yeah you don't really go everything, yeah. everything has markers and stuff so it's easy to find um <clears throat> Yeah, but it is. It's fun. It's it's a bit glitchy. I've had a few funny glitches. Um, nothing too serious. No game breaking glitches yet, which is good. Yeah, um, I, I I gotta say I think I've been quite lucky. As I say, I've put about fifty fifty five hours into it so far, and I haven't had any a, a single glitch. Not one. I've been really I think lucky. That, I think it helps coming in a bit later to uh, the game. A few of the major stuffs being already patched out. Yeah, 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 definitely. I, 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 yeah, it's really weird because, as I say, I, I, I really didn't get on with Fallout Three whatsoever at all. Um, like I didn't get on with Vats whatsoever, and the free shooting in Fallout Four, Fallout Three, sorry, was uh, pretty abysmal. The, the just the, oh, the free terrible. shooting, yeah. it was awful. But this one, I find that I use my Vats, and then I can go free shooting and. It's it's pretty tight, pretty solid. I mean, it's not perfect. It's no, it's no, no it's, it's no battlefield. But <laughs> no. I, I can just free shoot and not have, not be worried that I'm just going to waste all my ammo. I guess I guess that's what I, I kind of like because I like the vets. I like the that it, what Fallout Three was an RPG, and in this, the vets are less effective. I find, mm. and so I find they're just pointless to use. Um, and that kind of annoys me, and so I kind of like, and especially that the still, I know it slowed right down, mm. but yeah, I just find it. Maybe it's getting used to it. Oh, uh, and yeah, so I find the in the vets kind of pointless, and so I tend not to use them unless I really are in the poo, and kind of yeah, need yeah. a few seconds to regain myself. The other funny thing, because I've been playing Tomb Raider at the same time. Tomb Raider has your kind of um, supervision mode, kind of like The Witcher and Batman and Assassin's Creed, where you push a button and like things things of interest glow. And so I kind of just get into the habit of, and I kind of don't like it. And to some extent, I like the games to reward you for exploring yourself. Mm. But also when it but when it works in a game, it works. Um, and in Tomb Raider, it's all right. But I've got in the habit of just walking around, clicking the button quite regularly just to spot things. And I've unlocked a few perks where things of interest will appear through walls when you go in that mode. And so in Fallout, I'm constantly trying to push the R3 button, <laughs> <laughs> which which just crouches. Makes you, I think it makes you crouch in Fallout. Um, well, it does, or it might not do anything. I can't remember now uh, off the top of my head. But yeah, it doesn't do anything. There is no supervision. And I'm finding it really irritating. I'm like, I don't know what I need to pick up because I can't see it. <laughs> see, that, that that's one of the joys of playing uh, a few games at the same time. You're... you're yeah button mappings get just all crossed over and all crazy like where i've been playing battlefront as well i've been trying to press certain buttons and i'm just like no that's from battlefront this is fallout god damn it and i'll do the same thing i'm like pressing vats in battlefront i did it the other day i'm like where's my vats oh yeah i'm playing battlefront (laughs) idiot yeah (laughs) um let's see i'm constantly trying to do that so it's quite funny um but yeah i guess um talk about tomb raider tomb raider is a both Tomb Raider is actually good. The The first remake or reboot was great. I really enjoyed it. Um, I think I've mentioned before, it's one of the first games I completed after Dark Souls. Yeah. Um, yeah, and... I, I really got on with the first one. I thought, I thought that was a really, really good reboot. I'm a massive Tomb Raider fan, so I was pretty, uh, pretty gutted 
when it's uh, Xbox for a year, I was like, oh, boo, the new one, because I really, really enjoyed the last one. So, I, I really got on with the the first one. I thought it was a lot of fun. It was just silly action, really, but it kind of it flowed well. There was a lot of action. There was a lot of pace. What I think I remember liking about it is that you finish the game and the game complete percentage completion is quite large. Like you can do most things in your first playthrough. Yeah. And that's what I don't like about like games like Assassin's Creed or Batman is that you'll finish the campaign and it's you're 30% through the game and there's 70% of added stuff <laughs> that you're not finding as you go along. Yeah. Um, but then this Tomb Raider steps it up a notch. I like the tombs are better. The major criticism of the first reboot was that it was the tombs were kind of just slapped on. Yeah. They were very small and simple. Whereas this one, every single one adds kind of a backstory to the the kind of the environment you're playing in. It adds um it adds a lot more character um to yeah, to the story, to the, the history of the world that you're playing in. And the unique, the all unique, and they're a little bit more depth. There's a bit more of a puzzle to them. Some are better than others. And I, I just really like that. Um and I've come to realize that I think my fear of deep water is from the original Tomb Raider on the PS1. <laughs> because this game has brought back those feelings I had playing that first game and how how you felt like an explorer. You felt excited as you were finding new things and, and the pressure of jumping and, and climbing. And um, So this game has yeah, brought back memories and nostalgia of the first game. And I think that's quite impressive um, that they managed to do that. For me, I don't know if it's for everybody, the same thing. But it's felt the most like the original Tomb Raider out of the many other Tomb Raider games that have come out. This has felt most like the original. That, that's, um, that's that's pretty awesome because, yeah, I, I'm a big Tomb Raider fan. And as I say, I liked the last reboot, but the same same as both. Like what you just said, I wish the whole tomb thing, because you are a Tomb Raider at the end of the day, I wish there was a lot more of that. And obviously, I've you've said it, and a lot of other people said that there's more of that, more sort of exploration, and it, yep. it, it does sound really interesting. And what I've seen of it as well, it looks like a really good looking game as well. Like some of the the, the images I've seen of it just look stunning. Yeah, it look it's very nice looking. Um, yeah, I guess my major criticism of it is just how much you kill. I guess it kind of <laughs> it comes a bit too easy in some ways, but it's a game. It's the same with Uncharted. You can you shoot people. Um, don't worry about the conscience or the <laughs> these people <laughs> she go, goes from this innocent sort of uh, young girl in the last one to a killing rampage machine <laughs> yeah uh, pretty much um, and I guess the people that she's killing in the last one they were they were murdering people themselves and so and it was defensive to an extent yeah. but um, yeah but I don't want to spoil too much about the story because it will be coming out on PlayStation and PC soon, so more people will be getting into it, which I'm I'm glad. Um, and it's done really well considering it's been exclusive. It's sold over a million in the last month or so. Um, I think that helps that it's been bundled with the console over Christmas. But regardless, it's it's a good game. Um, as I say, it's been pulling me away from Fallout and other games. It pulled me away from The Witcher as well. So Witcher's hopped back on back on the back burner as a game. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a shame so, that it came out at the same time as Fallout because I think it definitely would have done a lot better as well, like sales-wise, if it weren't around the same time as Fallout. Because by, by all intents and purposes, what I've heard of it, it's I've not heard really any bad words about it. To be honest, most people said it's a pretty fantastic game. So 
I, I hope yeah. obviously it carries on to sell units and then obviously it does more on the PC and PlayStation as well. And they sell the numbers that they should be for the the work that they've put in for the game, you know, that they obviously by the, by the sounds of things, they, they deserve to get the sales that they need, you know? Yeah. 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 And the, 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 company, the developers done a really good job with it. Um, <clears throat> I really like the new Lara, um, the Lara Croft. It's kind of been, abused a little bit over the years with the various Tomb Raider games since the first one. <laughs> um, and it's good to kind of have a, a, a cool, cool character, um, being respected for what, you know, what she was when we first remember it as, as, as kids when we yeah. played it. And, um, and it's a bit cliche, but yeah, for being like a, a strong, strong woman, female character, um, it's very cool. Um, yeah, it's nice to, like, I know, I know it sounds bad, but it is nice to have those getting those strong female leads in games. I, I, I quite enjoy playing as a female lead for for whatever reason. I, I do quite enjoy it. Well, to be honest, if I have a choice between, like, if it's like create your own character, I've always tended to go female. I don't know why, um, but I've always tended to choose female. I suppose um, it's probably because we, we, we play as males so much in games, it's just a break from the norm, I suppose. Yeah, well, I say a lot of the games I, <clears> I play tend to be create-your-own-character. Um, I think it's partly goes back to playing Dungeons & Dragons as a kid. I always liked the rogue-type characters, the, the kind of are powerful, but it's due to their speed and their quickness that are yeah. uh, that they're, they're powerful. Um, and you go back to like games like Golden Axe or... Um, or Gauntlet, the female characters were the your your rogue type characters. They were the faster, lethal characters. Yeah. And maybe it comes from that because I played, I chose them. I would I, over the dwarf or the barbarian. I'd always choose the female rogue. Um, uh, so yeah, so maybe that's what it is, um, and that's kind of followed on. Um, I think I joke about when people ask and say, if I was to play with uh, doll, I'd rather play with a Barbie than a Ken doll. <laughs> That's the kind of the joke that I get, the, the joke answer I give people. Um, but it is, it is cool. Um, well, a thing I also find as well with, with female leads, I know, I know this, this might annoy a few people, but I, I honestly think this, the, 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 a lot of the female voice actor, voice actors out there, are really really good like i think it was a uh, mass effect when you played as the female her voice actor was so much better than the male shepherd the female's voice actor was really really good and i, I find that yeah, a see, lot I with, played, yeah i played commander shepherd as the female um and that's what i when when i see images of commander shepherd being the male it, it confuses me it takes me a while to work out what's going on <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah that's yeah yeah Interesting stuff, but uh, Tomb Raider, good game. So if you haven't played it, get on get on that. Uh, PlayStation players, I, l- I look forward to seeing your thoughts in a year's time um, when you guys get the definitive edition or whatever it comes out with all the DLC. Um, it'll be good. Yeah, be, I'm looking forward to playing it. That's, that's for sure, definitely. Yeah. yeah. You're saying about females. I, I, I do it in Battlefront as well. Playing Battlefront, because obviously I picked that up, because... Um, that it came right down in price on uh, PSN, and I like it's only twenty seven pound on PSN at the moment, which is yeah, it's pretty good, pretty cheap. Like, and for twenty seven pound, it's worth every penny. To be honest, it's 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 really fun. I know it's been critically slammed. People are oh, it's rubbish, blah blah blah. I'm really enjoying it. 
it's yeah it, I, well it's, that's what i've heard it's just good fun like it's it's nothing to write home about necessarily but no. it's just it's good fun it is you great can go fun. shoot some blasters yeah it's, uh, and the, the, the the two things that that game gets right the graphics are ridiculous they're absolutely like on the forest moon of endor it is stunning like absolutely beautiful the graphics are saying else and it's running a clean 60 frames as well which is oh, it nice. just blows me away they, it just goes to show that they can get graphics of that level and it running at 60 frames they can do and it and on, online with lots of people lots of people as well yeah it's and the, the, and the sound design the graphics gone. the graphics aren't like ultra realistic they're going for kind of a stylized artistic look though haven't they yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Um, which suits the Star Wars kind of that picturesque world look that you see in the Star Wars Wars universe. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they, they, they are. To be honest, though, like they still look. Some of the places, like when you're running around the rocks and the trees, they they do look pretty damn real. Oh, nice. Yeah, but ugh, it's just great, and the sound design perfect. Like if yes, you, I heard. If you want to feel like you're in the original Star Wars films, play this game because the the sound design is so good. Just the sounds of the blasters and the the the, the, the Star Wars score that goes with it. It's just fantastic, and you'll be running along. Oh, just punch the mic. Have some of that. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. yeah. But you'll be running along, and like you'll have X wings and Tie fighters flying above, and you can hear them flying and all. Ah. Oh, fantastic sound design's just yeah. brilliant and it's, it's great That's pretty cool to, yeah it's great to jump on hour two hours shoot some people have a bit of fun jump off again it's and I, no doubt i'll be probably i'll pick up dlcs when they come out as well because I'll, I'll always enjoy a bit more content for it because that's that's the one thing that it probably doesn't have that as much content as it should do but paying full price for it I can kind of see why people are like oh it's a bit uh, but where I've picked it up for only 27 on the PSN it's well worth 27 quid yeah definitely yeah it's, that's it's, true you pick it up on sale yeah well it's, but, I don't think it's even on sale I think that's it's new permanent price on the PSN oh cool yeah so you um, can I know they have a few different editions <clears throat> like the gold edition the deluxe edition ultimate deluxe edition <laughs> yeah well, the, uh. there's the regular edition the deluxe edition the deluxe edition comes with a load of toot but it does come with straight access to the DL44 which is hand Solo's gun which is OP cool. as shite two shots to yeah. yeah close up two shots you're dead that thing needs See, that thing needs nerfing big time <laughs> that's cool and also it stinks that sounds like a bit of a pay to win situation it kind of is but you've you've got to know how to use it that's the only thing you can't just go in there and be badass because it's, okay. it's well that's good there's some skill involved you, you do get killed a lot with that gun though it definitely needs a tweak but other than that most of the other guns are pretty balanced because you I'm getting killed by a lot of different guns which is great because it means oh, it's good. balanced, which yeah, is fantastic. probably has already gone through some balancing already by the time you picked it up. Yeah, and the, the thing is, there's only really 11 main guns, so there's not too much for them to balance. So, Yeah, good. Um, you're talking about sound before. That kind of um, You've seen the new Star Wars, haven't you? At last, yes. Yeah, I yep. saw it. Yeah, so yeah. I've seen it as well. And that, that's what I hear a lot of people talking about, and, and I, I must admit that the sound and the special effect, the sound quality was pretty good. Um, a lot of a lot of nostalgia brought back through the to the sound, much like the game. And it's yeah. kind of cool that these different different uh, mediums of entertainment are kind of looking at the originals and what 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 will bring it back? You know, what will make it cool? And it's the sound. The sound is so important to 
to the franchise and it can be easily overlooked yeah most definitely yeah I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the new film to be honest it was, I thought it was great it was exactly what I was expecting and I loved it and I've probably watched it about four more times on Tinternet since <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, I want Blu-ray to hurry up and come out now I'm fed up of watching rubbish cam versions <laughs> fair enough um, well yeah I I um, I saw it with my son on New Year's Eve um, the movie now we're talking about it and that's all just share our thoughts on it I really liked it I'm not a huge Star Wars fan like I, I, I like sci-fi and I like mm. um, I like stories like this but I'm not I wouldn't say I'm that invested in it Really enjoyed the movie. It was a lot of fun. It was really well executed. I'm glad it was well done. I kind of thought that it might be another flop. Um, and so I think for huge fans, I'm kind of happy that it is as good as it was. Um, I don't know, I, but I didn't, I really didn't like the main actress, whereas I've heard people saying <gasps> she was spot on. <gasps> yeah, I just really didn't like her. I think she was perfectly cast. I hated Kylo Ren. I wanted to punch him in the head. He now, was, see, I liked how dorky he was. Oh, see, I liked him until he took his helmet off, and I'm like, "Oh, you're such an idiot!" I really well, he did looked like, like a, he looked like a dweeb, and I think that suited his character. He's still young and dweebish, like, um, but I think he did really well in his voice, the voice acting for the first section, and his temper tantrums. I thought, and that's why I thought him looking slightly dorky and weedy yeah. kind of was a good juxtaposition to his super powerful force. I suppose it kind of suits, suits his age that he's still just having little rage outs and whatnot. <laughs> he's fine. He's finding himself still. Um, what I didn't like, I guess we're getting into a bit of spoilers, aren't we? Yeah, let's not deep too <laughs> into spoilers for people. <laughs> but I, I, I like the stormtrooper um, Finn. I liked him. Um, he, I, I really like him as an actor. Like obviously, being from London, I've watched him in a lot of stuff that he did before this, and I've always thought he was a great actor. So. Yeah. yeah, I thought he did a great job. Um, whereas I've heard other people saying they didn't like him, but they liked her. Mm. The, um, to be honest, the only person who I didn't really like was uh, General Huck. I thought he was tosh. Far yeah, too young yeah. and whiny to be a general. They could have had someone a bit older, a bit more mature. He's a general, not a whiny teenager, you know. So Yeah, yeah, I agree. Apart, um, apart from him, I thought everyone was fantastic. I liked Yes, I... Yeah. The lead, the um, Ray, she was good, but I just found she overacted a little bit too for me, for my liking. Um, too much facial expression. Mm. Um, the character's cool, and she did. It. I think she'll grow into the character. But I've heard people saying that she it was a one perfect performance, whereas I kind of disagree. Those teeth, her angry face was just so frustrating. <laughs> oh, bless. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, now we're a Star Wars movie podcast. Um, <laughs> we're not digressing at all. We've got a knock at the door. I wonder who that could be. Oh, it's CJ from the Toon Humanities. Welcome. That was a surprise guest visit. I know. I was just wandering past uh, New Zealand, New Zealand <laughs> and I thought, there's, there's the one door that exists in New Zealand that can only be Vader's house. It can only be because only one person lives in New Zealand. Actually, I had a cousin who moved to New Zealand. So that must just be a door that I can't see. Yeah, so, the other one's hidden in a hobbit hole. Yeah, you, 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 probably, you probably know them. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Breeder <laughs> and... New Zealand. I can't, Breeder and Trevor and their, their daughters. I can't even remember. 
They had two boys and two girls. It's the only other house, so you should know. Yeah, we go way back. Ever since the moves. <laughs> I know. God, we I had barbecues it. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. Um, I know we have got a bit of noise in the back on my end. The kid's gone a bit crazy. Sorry about that. They probably um, found out that there's there's actually two doors in New Zealand, and that's that's just crazy news. It is crazy news. Um, yeah, and Peter Jackson uh, doesn't live in the house; he just lives outside. Uh, he doesn't no. have a door. <laughs> he just really rolls forest. around in the grass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> attaching moss and bracken to his mighty beard. <laughs> That's it. Um, but yeah, so with uh, CJ, we're just um, thank you for joining us. Uh, we're really, really excited to have you on. We're honoured to, to to have you as a guest. Um, and yeah, we're finally got the full humanities on the on the podcast so we're very excited um, honored to be here thank you we, we we needed some brunettes to offset the the ginger that we had uh, a few Absolutely. episodes ago apparently it is kiss a ginger week next week and he is terrified <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah I, I see you on twitter he said if anyone's getting tries to kiss him he's gonna punch them <laughs> oh is that yeah. what that was about <laughs> yeah <laughs> um that's quite, quite, hard, quite harsh in his marriage uh, I believe somebody, somebody said, but, you know, he gives Laura every excuse not to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, before you joined us, uh, CJ, uh, we were just chatting about the games we've been playing, and one of those games was Tomb Raider, um, and we know you've played a little bit of that. Um, do you want to share your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's been interesting that the um, the initial sort of swipe that came uh, from across the uh, across the vows with uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider was that it only sold. 68,000 copies in its initial week and um, obviously launched against uh, Fallout 4 and stuff but I saw last week that it's now done over a million copies so um, exactly. <laughs> to all those all those people he would suddenly like uh, I mean there was a lot of hatred with, just purely because it was on Xbox One I, I noticed on a on a GameSpot um, uh, live feed there were just loads of people going oh I'll never buy this and Really, it's a, it's a business decision. This is, yeah, this exactly. is what happens. Um, it game, is a shame game, that they can't play it right now, but it doesn't stop it from being a good game. I think in in uh, in PS4 terms, those folks had the Uncharted collection, um, which was you know three highly rated games that were on one disc uh, coming out at the same time. Which you know, on the one hand, uh, favors people on on Xbox because they can play that game, but um, on PS4 they can play something similar and you know next year they'll have uh, Uncharted 4 and then by the end of the year probably a, a better looking faster smoother prettier with all the DLC version of Rise of the Tomb Raider but um, yeah Dem Interwebs yeah there's some great uh, people out there as for the game itself I mean it, it, it got derailed a little bit by some some wonky Christmas shifts that I had which uh, <laughs> um, which were all over the shop Um and kind of derailed a, a few gaming sessions, sadly. Um, but the stuff I played was was really smooth, uh, pretty as anything. Um, I think that uh, the the voice actress that turned the voice as Lara seems to have stepped up again a little bit. Um, and I I liked it a heck of a lot. I think it's a it's a really good um, game to have in the Xbox One's arsenal in the run up to Christmas. And, um, I don't know. I think there might have been because I, I, the Xbox is supposed to have sold really well in the run up to uh, to the big day. Yeah, um, I wonder if I wonder if that helped with the sales of, of Tomb Raider because it was bundled in with a lot of the 
the Xbox bundles over Christmas, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I wonder if that 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 million sales is is not necessarily equating to what a normal game would would sell uh, with regards to a million sales because of those bundles. But I'd imagine that's that was that was offset. Yeah, and, you know, from a from a Christmas perspective, what a great game to have as as one who wrote many titles. As for sales. Um... The, the million sales that the, what goes on the MPD they don't actually include bundles on the MPDs so that's just single games oh right mm-hmm. well it's good to know that it kind of I mean I remember at the time uh, saying that if if I was just because I traded in for uh, a load of stuff at, at game for Rise of the Tomb Raider and Fallout 4 because they were doing a um, an offer where if you put games against new releases you got 25% extra in trade um, but if but with Rise of the Team Raider falling on the same week as Fallout 4, not everybody can kind of buy both games, and I think that's that's probably played out in the fact that those folks may have bought it <laughs> on a different week. So yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I got mine bundled with my console. Um, so it's interesting that they include because it seems like a lot of bundles include it. So, mm. so maybe it's doing a lot better than people think. Yeah, it's definitely definitely done a lot better because yeah, I, I know I know for pretty much guarantee that they don't include bundle numbers on MPD. So it's obviously sold that that million plus what you've got with bundles as well. So I did That's see really a, few, a few bits on like the digital foundry videos where they were saying like, well, this bit's not not quite got to, um, shadows over there, and you know uh, it's, it's it's dropped the odd frame here and there, and it's like honestly, if you're playing this game and that's derailing you from how beautiful it is, how action packed it is, and how much fun you're having, there is something wrong with you. Yeah, well, see, you missed me mentioning it a bit earlier, but um, it's this Tomb Raider has made me feel the same way I remember feeling when I played the original Tomb Raider back on PS One. Mm-hmm. Like it, it has, it's got this. Um, it's it, it's it's. The tombs are great. There's a lot of wonder behind them. There's a lot of depth to them. Um, the exploration, as you say, the the character, the acting, Lara's the her, the character herself is really good. Mm. Um, and I, yeah, I've, it's been stopping me from playing Fallout Four. I've just been wanting to play Tomb Raider instead. Um, yeah, every game's gonna have its little niggles, but it doesn't stop you from enjoying it and being a great game. Because I had a, a, a strange journey with the original that. Um... I played. I won it on Xbox 360 and only played it for a little bit, and then I uh, I picked it up on PS4 and got to a certain point and just got really frustrated with it. Um, one of the early kind of uh, press X, press square, to cut a man's head off or whatever it was, and I was just like, Argh! I just can't get into it, and I, I ended up trading it. Um, Still had, you know, some games you do have unresolved issues with, where you just like, I, I genuinely really want to like this, but um, I'm not getting on with it. And then I saw it on Xbox One for uh, before it went on Games with Gold a couple of months before it was like four pounds seventy or six pounds seventy or something. I was like, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this a go, and I really clicked with it, um, and got past the initial. The initial bit that I was stuck on and there was a real sense of momentum as I was going along but the one thing that I really miss from Rise of the uh, in Rise of the Tomb Raider that was in the original was they had connect uh, uh, commands for uh, weapon changes which oh, I yes. really loved I remember you mentioning those back like a year ago or so that, yeah that is pretty cool 
it was just great to kind of be in the middle of a fight and just get and you know see some be picking somebody off with a with a, a bow and then other enemies like drop in and just go like shotgun and you know instantly have that that level of change without having to you know use any of the d-pad buttons and stuff um so that was really cool on the original but that, that yeah was a good touch the, the the momentum really took me towards the the end on the of the first one and anticipating the the second one sort of quite massively but um yeah and, and like i say what a great game to have in, in new christmas bundles yeah I, i've thoroughly enjoyed it i'm looking forward to to finishing it off um and you're going back and through and clearing it i think i might clear it try and clear it 100 um it's been a great game um, and i'm looking forward to buying it this christmas yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's been your What's been your your view from from afar, Cliff? Is it? Are you have you got like resonance with the Tomb Raider franchise or? Yeah, um, yeah. I absolutely tell tales. Uh, yeah, I I love Tomb Raider. I've been a Tomb Raider since day one, and obviously I was I was pretty gutted when it was knowing that it was going to be Xbox. But I didn't understand, like you said, I didn't understand where everyone's like, oh, I'm not going to buy it. Or I'm like, oh, damn, I've got to wait a year. I'm still going to mm. buy it. It's Tomb Raider. I, 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 it doesn't make the game any less good just because they've they've paid a little bit of money just to have it exclusive for a X amount of time. You know, I, mm. I will most certainly be buying it, and obviously it'll probably be a definitive edition, and it means I'll get obviously DLC bundled in with it and stuff. So I'm 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 super excited to play it to be honest, and yeah, it's going to be one of those one of those moments with the, with the naysayers that as soon as those reviews kick in. And they'll they'll be like, oh, I'm going to get that. Like I'll, I'll relate this back to um, there was a, a, a footballer when I was a kid, uh, Steve McMahon. He played for Liverpool. Dirty fouling bastard. Hated Steve McMahon. He joined Man City and and he became tough but fair. And that, that's that's what's going to happen with, with with Tomb Raider. Like people are going to go like, oh, I'm not picking that up. And then they'll see how how lovely it looks on PS4. They'll you'll have no end of extras. And apparently the the first lot of the DLC is like a survival horror, um, which I'm very very curious about. Uh, yeah, uh, I, yeah, I, I that'll that. be bundled in. Mm. Yeah, because in the first one there was like a little section which was quite um, inspired by horror. It was quite a bit more gruesome. And yeah, I have heard the DLC is going to be more of that for this game which is yeah would be very cool I think there was that aspect with um, the first of the of the reboot Tomb Raiders that I genuinely felt for Lara I know some people were kind of like oh well you know you, she's, she's quite sympathetic at the start and then she turns into a killing machine and you know it's video games but the the aspect of her feeling cold and lighting the fire or even later on in the game where she's when she's injured and she can't jump up where she can't reach things and you know you have to go through like a um like a, a swampy sewery section and she she's holding on to her ribs and um that that to me really really drew me towards a character in a, in a way that most video games tend not to honestly I, I you know for for all the the bluster and the the action that you expect with video games it seemed like there was a human being underneath that I could uh, I could empathise with as much as kind of cheer on when I was blowing up towers, and uh, my own experience of that wasn't as severe as uh, a, a dichotomy as as it was for others. Yeah, as you say, she's they've, they've done they've done well with the new Lara. She's got a lot of depth and character to her, um, just more so than the original, which was really just a rich English lady who ran around in caves. Um, <laughs> she's yeah, she is very cool, um, uh, and. Yeah, 
I'm looking forward to see if they do a, a third one or see what they'll do with the series. Um, it's it's definitely like, one of my favourite remakes or reboots to come out. There's a lot to be said for like the different versions of Lara, though, in, in the same way as there are different versions of Batman. You know, I'm not keen yeah, on the I'm not keen on the Nolan stuff, and but I I like uh, I like Grant Morrison's sort of James Bondish, uh, uber techie, lots of gadgets, suave and confident James Bond. As much as I am, I can recognise the the '60s one, and um, you know my my favourite being the the one that's in Under the Red Hood, which is sort of straddles the line nicely between the uh, the geekier, brighter side of, of Batman and the and the darker contrast. But I think you know the the new version of Lara being more sympathetic and getting hurt and stuff doesn't take away from that all action go get him Lara in the first game you know the first run of games and again I don't think it takes away from that at all yeah true it is interesting you put it like that because um, I was just thinking earlier I really liked actually kind of like the Lara Croft games um, the kind of top down puzzly games you can play up to four cop and that they are very very different than these Tomb Raider games and I was thinking how it is and it, a comic uh, like Batman is a good way to explain it it's kind of just two universes of the same character like mm. two alternative versions of it and, and it, that is a cool way to look at it um, but in, in comic book terms it'd be, it'd be quite nice for those two versions to cross over and, <laughs> and kind of see how they how they differ and how they uh, how they come together and how they learn from one another that's what comic book versions of things used to do yep. you know you get sort of your uh, your grim and gritty modern Batman that suddenly uh, meets the 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 '60s version of Batman and he's he's, <laughs> he's sort of taken aback by his style and the madness of it, but ends up bringing a seriousness to it that that might foil a crime, but ending up finding his smile or something something daft along the way where you go, oh, that was really cool, I really dug that, or man, there's I mean, have, have you seen Under the Red Hood? No, no, I haven't. No. It it is a brilliant uh, Batman animated movie, but they they uh, very much based on the decisions that that he's made throughout his life and um, the person that he was as much as the person he is and the tragedy of that, um, and it answers the questions as to why why he doesn't kill, um, and the the final two minute two minutes are the most heartbreaking um, signature of as to as to who Batman was and and who he is in the modern day. It's, it's it's such a good little film, and apparently it's going to be the basis for the next Batman movie, which I'm quite curious about. But oh, okay. it's really good. If, it's really good if you get to see it. A really really good. So you mean the next Batman movie, the um, the live Batman action versus one, Superman, yeah. or the one after? Yeah. That? The one after that, yeah, it's supposed to be kind of allegedly forming the basis for uh, for that. But yeah, pick up Under the Red Hood if you can, because it is just fantastic. I'm writing that down. Yeah, I'm mm. going to add that to the list of to watch. I think it makes it interesting as well that uh, Judd Winnick, who wrote the original comic, actually wrote the script for Under the Red Hood as well. Uh, that always so, helps. Yeah, he's adapting his own, his own work. And like I say, you've got that darkness, but you've still got um, the big, bright, uh, villains and uh, and and heroes and contrasts and it's 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 good stuff. I think you might think you might enjoy it. But I think man, I, will. Those, I like Batman. The last Thank twenty you. minutes and the conversation that he has with the Joker, especially regarding why he doesn't kill, is superb. And like I say, these these last two to five minutes are just astonishing. They're they're 
it's a breathtaking um, piece of contrast. It, it it still moves me every time I see it. Nice slide. Did you get out? Well, what's I it? hope you what? both like it. Sorry, I'm nerding out. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I like it. That's what we're here for. Um, <laughs> what kind of... Um, is it quite violent or... Um, it's... I'll watch with my son if it's not too bad. It's... I, I wouldn't say it's it, it's too bad particularly. It's a it's a very um, it's a very stylized artwork. They've based the artwork around the uh, the guy who drew the original comic as well. Oh, cool. um, but there are a lot of it does hinge on a moment of violence in particular. But I I, I wouldn't say it was a uh, any worse than the uh, the cartoons. No, I'd I'd say it's probably a little. Um, a little more like Arkham Asylum, maybe like somewhere between that and the the animated series. Okay. Um, but you know, it's it's like the best direction for me is always the stuff that doesn't show it. It does it off camera. Yeah. Um, and like I say, it's, it's got its moments of darkness, but it's all I've ever asked in in this sort of stuff is you know don't do a Nolan and just include black, grey and brown show me the full paint box <laughs> I mean I've, my problem with, with the Dark Knight Joker is always the fact that you know whilst he might be a, a darker take on the Joker he's predictable um, mm-hmm. and in Arkham Asylum if a, if the Joker's threatened to put a bomb in the uh, in the Gotham police station that's just as likely to be a bomb as it is a box of kittens and sweets mm-hmm. yeah and that's the point of the joke. You never know what he's going to do. He's... Yeah, ex- exactly. And it and he, it it is about how funny he thinks the joke is <laughs> at that point. Well, I, um, I, I'd heard that, that, that in uh, sort of the latest one, the Arkham Knight, that they're some of the best bits in the game, and the bits with sort of him or not him, but yeah, apparently they're they're fantastic, really, really funny because it's each as you say, it shows that side of. He is comedy, but also sort of insane at the same time. It's not just dark, evil, just a bit, bit crazy. It straddles that really well. I mean, I, I had a, um, a strange affair with with Arkham Knight that I reacted badly against it when I first played it in in May, and um, came back to it and have been really enjoying it. But the yeah, the Joker moments in that are great, um, and you know I don't want to spoil it for anybody in particular I'm sure I'm sure a lot of folks know but um there was a line where it, where uh and Hamill's delivery is just astonishing where he goes uh he says hey bats do you remember when it just be it used to be me and you and uh and a goon that you had to take out and happily ever after and it was, it was just this, <laughs> this wonderful level of of wistfulness um or, or it could be a moment where uh, and this is where I, I really started to love it, where you would say trying to break into um, one of the Arkham Knights uh, underground lairs or something. And you're thinking, well, where do I go now? I've gone through the top. And then you look over there, uh, over into the corner and there's um, there's an electrical box where the Joker's standing beside, like, by it and he's just like ushering you towards it. He's just like <laughs> waving his hand for you to come over, but not saying anything. And I dig that sort of stuff. Um, and it, it does it does get that that level of nuance quite nicely, oh, nice. um, mm. and it also inter- int- introduces sort of a, a few levels of uh, of darkness within Batman as well on the other side of it, which makes you realise that they are both uh, two sides of the same coin. Although mm. that just sounds like a two faced reference. <laughs> well, I guess it really is. So that's the whole point of Joker is that 
and Batman, there's only a very slight difference between them, but that difference creates makes one a villain, one a one a hero. Well, if you if you're going on um, uh, on the the difference between the two, I mean, yeah, they they both fall along along uh, different sides of the track, but the Joker was a poor man that was trying to support his family who had to get tied up within a robbery, fell into, you know, the vat of chemicals and eventually, you know, went over the edge. Um, this is one of my big things with Batman is that he's a rich boy. He's a rich boy that lost lost his parents, but he's a rich boy. Yeah. And his every decision afterwards to travel the world, to, uh, to, to make a bunker full of phenomenal toys to make a difference, <laughs> he's a rich boy. Um, it's easy. And the... The realization of that came within when I watched the animated version of Batman Year One, and Ben McKenzie played Bruce Wayne as someone that was very educated, and it was the first time I'd thought of him like that. And everybody thinks of Batman as the relatable character because he's human, yet, and you know, Superman as this unassailable god. But Superman, like Clark Kent, is a working class farm boy. Mm. And I think the reason that you've got that connection between Batman and Superman is that there's this level of wonder in Superman's eye. He's, he's emotionally intelligent. He he could smile at you and disarm you with that smile. He could r- rescue uh, a cat from a tree. There's a bit in uh, All-Star Superman where he sits with a girl on the side of a building that's going to throw herself off and just has a conversation with her as a human being. Hmm. And I think that's why Batman will always graduate towards Superman because he's the person that he aspires to be but also the person that he's lost and i think he lives through um the the decisions and the eyes of a man that isn't solid even though you know he's depending on your timeline has has lost two sets of parents has lost a whole world so yeah i i am a bit of a superman fanboy and i probably think too hard about this stuff <laughs> yeah, but, it's um, good. It's interesting to hear that because yeah, Superman's interesting because his alter ego is he, he's trying to be human, like his alter ego is human, like, or mm. a normal person. Where his, his natural sta- uh, state is Superman. Um, so he's, a, he's an interesting there character. A, there was a piece by Grant Morrison years ago where he said that um, he was he was at a comic convention in um, in San Diego Comic Con, and there was somebody there who looked like Superman and had the greatest Superman costume he'd ever seen. <laughs> and rather than being, you know, these big st- statuesque uh, sort of physicalities of power, like you see him on most of the covers, um, he was just sitting on the corner of the st- these steps and just looked back and gave this beautiful smile. And Grant was like, I realised at that point, that's what Superman would be. He wouldn't need to be anything that was that was imposing or horrendous or this this basic this uh, this huge muscularity he would just be himself he's got that charm yeah. and that wonderment about him um and that changed his view of the character and i think informed the all-star superman stuff that grant did did afterwards but um i don't think that that many people sort of capture that about superman it certainly wasn't there in the the Man of Steel movie. No, it wasn't. Oh, that's what I was going to bring up, is that they definitely don't do it. I thought it was a fun movie, but yeah, it doesn't show that kind of side of him. I mean, I, 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 I've always got a soft spot for, for Superman Returns. Um, 
and and I know for many folks it was like, well, it's this. There's not enough punching and stuff, but I I just thought it had a huge <laughs> heart. It um, it knew that it was a fairy tale, and apparently in the in the movie thereafter, the place they were going to go with it um, was that uh, it was going to be Brainiac's film, but the way that uh, Brainiac was going to try and take down Superman was he was going to infect and possess his son. So essentially, Superman has got the fate of a world, but to to do that, he has to stop his own son, which sounds like, you know, sign me up for that. That sounds amazing. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there was, there was a similar... Uh, if you ever see the, the live-action uh, Rurouni Kenshin movies, uh, which are fabulous... Like uh, Rurouni Kenshin's a, a, a swordsman who uh, fought in one of the great wars and vowed to never to never fight again, and had a blade made that so that the the side that cut was facing towards him, and it was the blunt end on the other side of things. And um, it's very like the 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 first of the live action ones is very much like a a Japanese version of a Marvel movie, and he's he's very calm, he's very polite. Uh, he's a really lovely man, and it's about how he gets forced into a battle towards the end, where he has to turn the sword around. And it's like, you know, part of you, you know, I'm welling up now. Part of you's just like, don't do it. But there's no way that he can't fight. Um, and it's 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 incredible. This 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 comedy, uh, this serious stuff. It's it's just they're really well done. You get a chance to see them. Nice. What was that called again? I can't always uh, uh, It's called Rurouni Kenshin. There's three movies. Uh, I've only seen the first one. I've got the second and third one here actually. Um, but it's it's a lot of fun. It's, it's a lot of fun. Nice. Um, and the uh, the the big seemingly unstoppable enemy in the first one is a spirit that emerges from. The sword that he puts down in the snow to uh, um, when he's a when he's a killer from the army at the, at, at the start. So uh, yeah, it's it's really good fun. I think you might dig it. Yeah, That's what what kind of eras this season? Yeah, it, 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 it really great choreography as well. Um, and there's a there's, <laughs> there's this really funny battle like uh, about three quarters of the way through the movie where these these two guys are, are doing a sword fight and they go into the pantry and they both like slowly just put their swords down and start eating chicken and just like <laughs> drinking some wine and stuff and then afterwards they kind of nod at each other and then pick their swords off and start fighting again. <laughs> it's 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 ace, but nice. um, yeah, recommend it's a Japanese film. Yes, um, nice. and it is available from. Uh, over in um, New Zealand, Australia way because I watched it on a local indie cinema and when I got home I was like, oh that was amazing where can I buy it? and it wasn't available over here but it was in uh, Australia so I imported it from Madman Entertainment and released it over there Nice. Mm. and I picked up that and the the two Gantz films at the same time which are also incredible Oh, based on the, the anime? Yes, the, the live action ones. Yeah, uh, where a bunch of people sort of find themselves in a in a room surrounded by a, uh, well, all surrounding a a, a giant black ball, and this yes. ball emerges mm-hmm. uh, and gives them all weapons and uh, outfits oh, and kind so of brutal. forces them to kill. Yeah, the live action versions are great as well. They're everyone really, really dies. Good. Like everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, like the, the the soundtrack's fantastic. There's a train. There's a uh, fight in a train in the second one, which is just superb. 
I've never seen the live action, but I've read a bunch of the com- the actual manga um, back in the day. Yeah, they're they're really good. They're really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So again, you can probably get those <laughs> on the same Blu-ray in uh, in Australia because I imported them. <laughs> nice. We'll so, have a look. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, CJ, today we managed to go from a weather podcast to a movie podcast. <laughs> tourism. And now we're on to comics. Don't forget the tourism, tourism podcast. podcast as well, yeah. <laughs> and uh, now we've been on to a um, sit back and listen to a CJ podcast to talk about I, <laughs> comics and, I, and movies. I'm sorry, and it's been if, awesome. I'm sorry if I'm over-rattling. I just no, get no, a bit great. excited about this stuff. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, oh, that's something else I need to watch. That's something else I need to watch. <laughs> when people listen um, to our podcast, they know that we digress a hell of a lot. So yeah. <laughs> yes. they're used to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's why I think. But the kind of what inspired me and what made me think I should get you on, CJ, was because, mm. as you know, I got an Xbox One and you've been helping me out to get you come to terms with it, uh, mm. come to terms with the dark side. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I thought it would be good. And you've been asking my thoughts on it and you were keen to hear. So I thought, no, what better than have you on to ask the questions live? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so- and we can just talk about a bit about Xbox. So to talk about the temptations for uh, for getting it in the first place, because uh, the the majority of the media seems to everybody seems to have a PS4 in the same way as everybody had a 360, and I think part of that is because Xbox just stuffed up that oh, that opening that opening launch so badly. So Sony seized on that so wonderfully, and in the same way as everybody and their mates had a 360. Everybody and their mates now have a PS4. Yes. Um, um, well, I've always been, much like Patty, I've always mainly been a Sony person. I've never actually mm-hmm. had an Xbox console, um, so it's very new to me. Um, I remember hearing you and Patty talk about the E3 where Xbox, uh, Microsoft completely dropped the ball with the launch announcement of the of the Xbox was, One. It was terrible. Don Metric, you fucked up bad, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I just... Awful. <laughs> I remember you, CJ, saying that, um, and you're an, you're a major, mainly an Xbox person. Although you do you play, you have all the consoles, but you're the Xbox focus from the Twin Humanities. You, I remember you saying that you just you don't think you're going to get one um, because they did such a bad job of it. Um, but they but they have. I've been really impressed with their turnaround. They've completely had a huge turnaround, and that's actually what's impressed me um, is how much they've stopped and they've listened it's and it's because changes it's because they hired they a man who actually gives a shit about games that's the yeah. thing He's, i'm really impressed with him like to be honest yeah. uh, i can't remember his name i'm terrible with names i don't even remember yeah, it's Spence, yeah. Spence, yeah. that's it i should know it but I, as i say i have trouble with my own name that's why i just call my wife wife i forget <laughs> Thing is, Phil's Phil's a Microsoft lifer as well. Mm. Um, he's been there, you know, his entire career. Um, he the the great thing is the guy that was in charge of the games division is now in charge of the console, and that's I think that shows. And he said about uh, about the the initial launch and the three that followed it by the the previous suits. He was like, you don't know how soul destroying it was. No pun intended. Um, to to be involved in this side of the business and see people drop the ball to that kind of degree, um, and I think you know much of much of what they're doing now is building up goodwill for 
whatever follows the Xbox One for the next generation. But I think that the fact that they're listening to the um, to the customers, that you know, with the preview program, um, whatever people want, they can suggest it, and they'll and the the turnaround of the updates has been astonishing. Um, with getting those features sorted, I love the um, the backwards compatibility uh, idea, and you know that the last two E3s that um, that Phil Spencer's been in charge of have been superb. You can tell that yeah. he's passionate. I mean, he's got Rare back up and running again. You can tell that he's passionate about the, the stuff that he does. How accessible and the honest answers that he gives when people ask him questions mean the world to me. Um, he is a gamer himself, like he showed um, the amount of hours that he's putting on Destiny, for example. <laughs> he, the boy loves Destiny. Um, what I loved but, was the comments hmm. when he's like, he's complimented PlayStation, like in Sony. Like, I yeah. really, I, thought, I, I just think that's impressive. And also, you know, he talks about how the Wii, the PlayStation, and the Xbox are all great places to play games. And that's what it should be about. We can yeah, play agree. games and have fun. We Xbox and PlayStation, they're like cousins, or you know, they, there's no reason to have this rival. Like, well, this some rivalry is always good, but there's no reason to have a, a bitter rivalry. Yeah, it should, it, it's a friendly, friendly rivalry, which is which is how it should be. I think. I think mm. you can tell those people though that are, that are in those kind of positions who aren't just doing it as a career choice and aren't just sort of saying the right things. But they're doing it because they absolutely burst at the pores with their love for games. I mean, you, you, you know, you've got Phil Spencer, uh, Shu over at Sony. Adam Boys always comes across whenever he whenever he's on stage as someone that's like, can't believe I'm here and I've got loads <laughs> of secrets and I'm going to tell you. Um, also at Sony, you know, uh, Holly Bennett's amazing. She's an absolute tornado uh, of, of, of joy and positivity. Um, and I like that and I think one of the things that that can get me down sometimes about Twitter is that and you know I've, I've been I've been guilty of this in the past as well is sometimes you can just look and people are just being so negative about games and it's you know if, if one game's not not for you there's, there's there's so many that are out there and it's 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 a wonderful pastime and I feel genuinely honoured to to be part of it and to lose myself in these worlds that can, you know, tranquilize the uh, the everyday grind and the the stuff about the regular world that you know can 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 bring us down and it's that's becoming more and more apparent I think with the stuff that I'm I'm seeking out within games and you know the the Tokusatsu stuff that I've I've spoken about previously and I don't know I I, I like to see that in in my games people when they're um, when they're on stage or when they're talking about games as well. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It's all about the passion and the love. It's an art form to some extent. Mm. It's an expression of, of emotion or feeling. And, and as gamers, we can get we can get stuff from those games and they mean a lot to us. And so we just we don't want superficial mumbo-jumbo. I think it's really nice as well to see when like you see a lot of people like just enjoying games they want to enjoy it and not just doing what's the status quo. You know, a yeah. lot of people are like, oh, I hate this, oh, it's jank, it's jank. It's like, well, actually, no, it's really good. I'm enjoying it, and I actually don't care what you think, really, to be honest. So many people, and then I think a lot of people are too quick to put down other people if they're enjoying something that they don't like. Mm. And I think that sucks. 
like if someone enjoys it rather than brilliant. rather than speaking to them and sort of finding out why mm. they love it and it's it's all right to see another opinion that doesn't necessarily reflect your own but if someone's really articulate <clears throat> and joyous about that you can go well, I can I can see why you're loving that that's yeah. really cool and if somebody else asks you about it you could be like well it wasn't really for me but I've got a friend that, that thinks this and thinks this and yeah. There's, there's no harm in, in standing outside your own circle and, and seeing another opinion absolutely well, it's so happy that other people are happy yeah ab- mm. absolutely because that, that's the thing I've seen, I've seen you with sort of Final Fantasy 13 in the minute and I had the same thing when I was playing it because I, I really got into it when it first came out and everyone was slagging it off I was like but I love it I'm really enjoying it what is wrong with you people mm. and they were like oh you're terrible how can you enjoy that crap it's so linear blah blah I'm like but it's so much fun. I'm really, really enjoying mm. it. I love love the story, love the characters. Yeah, it's not massive open world, but damn, it's a fun game. And surely that's what gaming's about at the end of the day, just enjoying and having fun. Well, I, I, I had the thing with that, where um, in my last band, the, um, the lady that I wrote with, um, we both got really into the soundtrack for... Final Fantasy 13 and I think it was the time when I was I was actually losing myself in Demon Souls for the first time um, uh, it was Demons or Dark something along those lines um, and you know she she absolutely threw herself into Final Fantasy 13 didn't just complete it but, but uber completed it um, and um, to the point we, like I say we both obsessed on the on the soundtrack but she she picked out her favourite ten tracks and had them written in Japanese on her legs. Wow! Uh, so, so yeah, and you know the the nice thing about uh, having extra resonance and unfinished business with those games was when I picked them up, I expected kind of a um, more hate than than love in that regard. But it's not been the case. There's been the likes of, you know, uh, you close people coming out and going like, oh, I really loved it. And I had other people like chiming in going, oh, I really love that. There's an amazing video by um, Joe from BitSocket, which is going out of his way to say exactly why he loves it and exactly why it means a lot to him. Uh, Holly Bennett was a, a really big fan. She, she was saying that she's got a bit of a girl crush on Lightning and she's got the <laughs> statue. I see it uh, in the minute she's, a, think... she's obsessed with the. the, the, the uh, is it Louis Vuitton are doing a, uh, an ad campaign with uh, Lightning in their, their uh, ads, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. I checked, I checked out the latest uh, issue of Elle and Vogue in uh, W.A. Smith today. So, so me, a, a gentleman, <laughs> a gentleman no less, leafing through them. And the, the funny thing was, I started from the back in, I think it was Vogue, and about, probably about four-fifths through, there was there were the, uh, there was the clothing from Louis Vuitton being worn by models. And the, the lightning stuff was about, page four five and six of the of the magazine it was really early on oh, cool. so i was leafing all the way back <laughs> through these <laughs> magazines just and, and people must have been going like what's what's he doing but i was looking i was looking rather swish at the time i had kind of like my uh i had a uh, a black and white sort of uh kojima like baggy baggy jumper on and i had this uh this this long scarf that was orange and purples <laughs> and whites so people awesome. must have gone like oh why is he looking at that oh maybe he's in fashion <laughs> <laughs> let's think my wife's a fashion designer so i can probably can have a good look i can probably can pick one up <laughs> yeah <laughs> the magazine, you can, have a good look and then i can yeah give it on to her 
Yeah, but um, the actual pictures are phenomenal. They, they are really um, good, yeah. And I, I, I'm wondering if this is where fashion's going to go. Because I know that there's there's always been the, the aspect of fashion where it's like, well, uh, the skin's obviously been edited in Photoshop. They might have taken a bit off the thighs and off the waist and, you know, uh, it being an unassailable image for a lot of people to, to go towards. <clears throat> Maybe that's taken away if we know that it's computer-generated models in the first place. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a quite very interesting concept. I, I don't... I don't think I've personally seen it before and I really like it to be honest. I think they look fantastic the the, the pictures they've done. I like yeah. the shot of this this one of lightning with the uh in the pink jacket with a with a handbag yeah. sort of just on the end of end of a hand and like the actual angle that the that the shot's taken is is absolutely superb. Um and I'm sure uh Holly was saying on Twitter that she's heard that the Louis Vuitton shop in somewhere in London has actually got that in the window. That's right, really, yeah. I'd, I'd love to see that in the window display. It, it, there's, there's no way you wouldn't, <laughs> you wouldn't turn away from that. But sorry, you cool wouldn't turn it. away from that. It's yeah, like gaming is yeah, becoming... It's, very, it's become more mainstream is the simplest way to put it. And it's actually crossing genres and crossing industries too because everyone likes fashion like, to some extent. <laughs> It's a very left of centre choice, though, to have a character from three games which started, what, 2011, 10, 11, was it? Final Fantasy Yeah, 13? about that, yeah. Yeah, um, but but that were, you know, quite uh, divisive in themselves and, and sort of have have a character from that model of Louis Vuitton range. It's, uh, <laughs> I think it's really cool. I like it. I really, yeah, I really like it. Um, see, for me, I, I tried 13 and I didn't really get into it. But mm. now what I like is if I might not like something and you guys, so other people do, and if I listen to them, I actually now am really tempted to go pick up the games again and try it mm. because I've got a different perspective now because I've heard other people talk about it and I've had uh, and people who I respect, uh, like you two, are playing it and, and, have, and have enjoyed it. And so maybe it's, it's so I'm, I'm happy to try again. Because of that, and so yeah, I, I, opinion is is good, but yeah, you, it's better to listen as well. I reckon. I just remember when I first first played that when it first came out, I was just so awestruck by how it looked on those. Oh, it looked amazing! It oh, was God, yeah. stunning. The art style is absolutely something else. It's so beautiful, and I was just like, "Wow, these machines are just how have they even got this game to look like this?" I was just like, "This is amazing!" Just. Yeah, I love it. Still it still looks so. beautiful. It does, yeah. I mean, I, I remember it, uh, my first memory of Final Fantasy Thirteen <clears throat> was, or an early memory of it was, before the game came out, they announced that uh, the the lady who was doing uh, the song in Japan wouldn't be doing a version of of the song for the West, and uh, somebody else wouldn't be doing a version of that song. Uh, that Leona Lewis would be using one of the tracks from her album, and the internet just went. Boom! Yeah, I like oh, it's a girl from X Factor. <laughs> How can they do this? This is terrible, you know. And then there was a there was a trailer a little further a little further along where they showed off the Leona Lewis soundtrack to the game, and they was I've still got the trailer on my PS3, and um, I actually saved it off her. Loved it that much. 
and they had loads of bits of dialogue on there but there was a there was the bit you know the stuff with with like you know um that the world isn't all smiles and rainbows and mm. all of this stuff sort of batted, batted back and forth and there was there was the the moment where they all jumped off the back of the dragon like going down towards the ground and it kicked him with like the the my hands backing vocals and you just saw this sort of electric like backing dancers like moving around and it's just everything the visuals and the music sync together so well and I, th- I think I ended up watching that and I was in tears by the end of it and it was like okay then <laughs> and I, 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 it's one of my favourite ever video game trailers I still it still mm. moves the heck out of me now uh, yeah, I I remember as you say that everyone was games like oh Leona Lewis oh blah 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 blah, blah, blah internet gobble I I just I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> just yeah, I think it really it suits the song suited so well yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. It's a better song for that. Uh, My hands is a better song for Final Fantasy than the song she did for Avatar is for Avatar. Um, and I, I wonder if somebody saw Avatar and and because you can you can look at the uh, some of the the landscapes and the uh, the flying creatures in in Avatar and go like and see those in the title sequence of uh, Final Fantasy Thirteen. I'm wondering yeah. if somebody going, oh, I wonder if there's anything of Leonie Lewis's that we can. <laughs> <laughs> My hands just just fits that so well, and it's a breathtaking trailer. Yeah. Nice. And was have they re-released the? Uh... Uh, um, Final Fantasy Thirteen for the new consoles. They've not. I know it's it's been heavily requested for um, uh, for the Xbox One, and because I, I remember putting on Twitter that uh, oh, for all one. of the for all of the sniping that people have done against the game, there was across the three games there was something like just under, or maybe yeah, it was about twenty three thousand people wanted to play it on their Xbox One. Um, so it's you know it's requested, but I think they've got an issue with uh, multi-disc games at the moment. But uh, uh, yes. they're, yeah. they're making progress on that, and if they're making progress on that, the, the point where I wake up, where I wake up and see like Lost Odyssey is going to be available on Xbox One, is the point where I just fall to my knees and sob. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, what a game! Good well, that actually brings us back to the, the Xbox One topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does bring us back around to your right. <laughs> the, um, the backwards compatibility was one of the things that intrigued me. It's kind of like, ah, come on, Sony, do you need to do it now? Um, <laughs> uh, but they haven't yet. Um, or they are with a weird, in a, in a sort of way they are. The thing- but uh, I really like that because not owning a console, an Xbox console before, it opens me up to a lot of games that I've never played. Mm. Um, because, yeah, there's, there's lots of exclusives that I've never been able to play. Um, and yes, that's pretty much the reason, the reasons I've got it. Um, I mentioned earlier in the podcast before you joined us, CJ is my wife, um, is the one that bought it for me. Um, Hmm. she, she knowing I really like doing the podcast and I like doing the YouTube channel with my son, she Mm -hmm. got it. She, she wanted to get it to help expand our potential audience and also give variety to what we, we can record and record about. I think it does bring that, that other side of the of of the coin and you know i i like being able to hide things from paddy yeah. on the one hand of thing and, and and not have him go like ah oh, i see you've been playing you know when when i could keep secrets when i started playing skylander swap force for example 
or when we did the Metal Gear episode, <laughs> yeah. I had no idea where I was playing Metal Gear. That was brilliant. Um, but you know, I I wanted to to back in many ways Phil Spencer's vision and became more and more pre- impressed with that. Um, but on the other hand, um, I started watching lots of Twitch, and the Twitch app was there from the start. Uh, there was a Crunchyroll app, um, oh, yeah, which there. landed awesome. pretty early on. And in one of the um, one of the updates last year, when they they brought in all the media stuff before the PS4 got it, um, one of the things was MKV playback, and everybody went like, "What the internet's most most pirated file? <laughs> you really are you really are listening, aren't you?" Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, it kind of it became my media center in the same way as my PS3 was my media center, um, and. I, it just became the 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 console that I switched on when I got home, and even if I I wasn't sure whether I was going to play games, or whether I was going to watch something, or whether I was going to go on Twitch, and I ended up getting really into into Twitch in itself, and it it just became my go to console, and I I ended up I don't know perhaps there was a little bit of uh, wanting to kind of beat my chest for it a little bit when it seems to be a put down for uh for so many sort of media outlets yeah um it's fair enough uh as i say like i i feel like i'm a little bit cheating on my playstation 4 since i've got <laughs> it because i haven't played my ps4 much since christmas mm. <laughs> um but it's been really good like i've i've really enjoyed being able to embrace and try, try and experience new things i have as you know cj i've had a little bit of trouble <laughs> coming to grips with the user interface oh yeah, um, yeah. It, t- it takes a while to to get there um i i would i would say i'm not very impressed with the dashboard layouts i the, mm. the, the ps4 is so much easier to use um I, yeah I, d- I don't think they've gotten the uh all the all the store stuff right yet but then the, the ps4 store isn't particularly great in itself but you're right the, the playstation um, store is not great but the, um the actual main the main thing for page. me is is that um when I when I switch on, I can I can click to the left and I can see everybody that's that's on. Um, within sort of uh, my my pins that are at the bottom, because Cliff, you got, when you uh, when you go on, it shows you uh, if you scroll down, it shows you the last four things that you did, mm. and then uh, you can pin whatever games or uh, apps or whatever into uh, a box that's at the bottom, and. When you when you boot straight in, if you click the right trigger, it will take you straight down to that box at the bottom. Yeah. Otherwise, you can just click down if you want one of the four things that's that you that you've last done. Um, and I, I just find that really easy. Yeah, that's quite um, cool. That's that's a nice uh, ease of use thing. That that is, I do like that. But if you push the trigger when you're in a different screen, it does something different, and that confuses me. Mm. <laughs> uh. And also the B it's button. Just getting used to it, yeah. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. I know. I know a lot of it is just getting used to it, um, mm-hmm. but I have found it a little clunky. Um, well, the, it kind like it kind of relays back to um, what we were saying earlier on, where you, you you're playing Tomb Raider and Fallout Four. Yes. You keep trying to do Tomb Raider stuff in Fallout Four. It's just your brain's trying <laughs> to do one thing and another thing. It's just trying to separate the two. You know, it, it like me trying and to use Vats in Battlefront, it just doesn't work, does it? Yeah. The, the other funny thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's um, the other thing I've been doing, um, which is quite funny in Tomb Raider. I've been streaming a little bit, and I've mm. had to keep apologising because I'll walk up to an item and I'll jump, 
Because <laughs> on screen it pops up X. I'm so used to X being where the A is for the Xbox. And so I'm running up to things and jumping all the time in Tomb Raider. And it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah. I'm cosplaying this, this, a bunny rabbit. There's been stuff that's taken me off guard with... I mean, I know a huge portion of it was was sectioned away for, for telly stuff and connect stuff in, in, in the first instance. But... It still takes me off guard sometimes where I'll go and do Twitch stuff or I'll watch a movie and then I'll go back to the game that I was playing, expect it to boot up and it'll still be there in exactly the same position that I left it. And there's been loads of times where I've just gone, oh, <laughs> you're you're ready for me. Um, and, even, and even when I've kind of uh, shut down the system and I've booted it back up, the game's still waiting for me. Um, and I find that a little bit bonkers. You see, I find the suspend doesn't work as well as the PS4 because PS4, you okay. suspend it in-game and it's exactly, it's like it's pausing the game. Hmm. Whereas I've, when I have suspended it, like the kids are distracting me and I've just left Tomb Raider pause and I've gone off to do stuff with the kids, come back half an hmm. hour later, the console's turned off. Hmm. I'll turn it back on and it'll, I'll, it'll try to load the game and then it'll crash out of my save straight back to the All main right. menu. E. So I have to load the game back up again. Have you uh, have you gotten used to the, uh, other, other than the buttons, have you gotten used to the, to the pad a little bit more? Um, more so than I thought I would, because I remember I played some Dark Souls uh, a few months ago, about four or five months ago on a on an Xbox 360, and I mm. kept dying because I'd, I'd be all right, I'd be running around, but then I'd get into a fight, and you know, you go back to muscle memory, and my thumb kept trying to drop down to where the D-pad is on the Xbox controller, and mm. it obviously that changes my items it doesn't move <laughs> and so I just kept dying because my thumb just kept trying to drop down to where the d-pad is but I've got used to it um, but it's the button layout is where the X and the A confuses me when there's prompts mm. but in general I think I've got used to it and it's not too bad um, it is a, I wondered a, how I was going to get on with the because I got a, a Lunar White controller yeah Christmas. I looked for one of them I couldn't find one for a good price and that um, that replaced uh, the sort of red, yellow, green, blue, with just black buttons with the, the X and the A and the B and the uh, and the and stuff on there. And um, it's just, in the middle of them, it's got little tiny dots representing the different colours. And I wondered how I'd get on with that, but I, I found that when I'm playing in the dark, I can actually see the uh, the letters, the white letters on there better than I could sort of, identifying the, the colours in the dark, which oh, is cool. pretty cool. But um underneath the the lunar white one it's it's got like a little bit of a sort of rough rubber grip which is pretty cool. Um they've done up the uh the D pad a little bit and they've changed the uh the L one and the right one sort of uh, buttons. So nice. they're they're not quite as clicky clacky they're, yes, they're just that, a bit more comfortable. That's my biggest dislike with the Xbox controller is that it's quite clicky. Um, everything mm. seems to click. Um, even when I was trying to, I was trying to log in and create my accounts, and it's like on the on the um, keyboard on the screen, you're like clicking across, and you're like click 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 click, and I found it quite. <laughs> the D-pad is is double clicky, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, and I found the responsiveness. It's probably it's just a simple thing, whereas um, you're trying to scroll across quickly across the keyboard, and you hold down. And it's like a good like one two second beat before it will start scrolling quickly. And I found that real frustrating <laughs> trying to get started because it didn't because it's faster just to click and so you just click 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 yeah. click. <laughs> so on my on my old one like the I I think I I used the chat on Twitch so much I actually broke like 
the uh, the the down bit on the on the D pad <laughs> before I, I realised that it was probably an idea just to plug my phone in and just bring Twitch up on there and just just use that for yeah. for typing. But um, I would like one of those those Xbox Elite controllers, but they're uh, maybe a, a little out of my reach this far. Yeah, I, I, that would be nice, but yeah, it's almost the price of a console. Um. <laughs> apparently, apparently, they are gobsmacking. Like absolutely gobsmacking, and you know, cheaper than you know your scuff controllers would be and stuff. But uh, it it still amuses me that every time there's an article that says uh, elite controllers have sold out again, somebody <laughs> in the comments underneath will just put like, "Well, I'd buy them one if it was a little bit cheaper." And it's like, mate, yeah, they've yeah. sold out again. They don't need to make them cheaper. It's called supply and demand. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and it is a quality product. It's not as if they're they're putting it out at a at a, at a high price for the sake of it. I mean, my a friend of mine's a really big Sony fan. Uh, he works in the store and said that uh, they unboxed one in store and they were all like, <gasps> said it's a serious piece again. It's quite heavy as well, apparently. Oh, interesting. Yeah, my sister works for Microsoft, so maybe I can try and get her to set me up with one. <laughs> what 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 better way to than to than to do, do a review? Yeah. Good idea. I like the idea of assigning sort of different buttons to the paddles underneath as well. That uh, that sounds pretty cool. And also, I've heard that the because you can you, there's a a second sort of switch for the 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 triggers. So rather than going all the way in, they just kind of tap in a little bit, um, which is apparently amazing for for shooters and stuff. Um, oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm double curious about that and the way that you can swap your d-pads around and you can swap your thumbsticks around and there's all these different variations in a, a very plush looking lovely box that zips up uh it's not as if they've not gone the extra mile to uh oh it's definitely to, prestige it's a prestige to, item yeah yeah and like i say the, the the scuff controllers and custom controllers are uh more than that anyway so yeah and this one probably work better because it's actually built by microsoft to, to work with the console yeah I, th- I think one of the reasons that it's supposed to be as heavy as it is because there's so many metal components in there yeah um, I, do, I do like the idea of having the middle buttons and the little metal clickers so which which games do you fancy next um i'm really keen on the um the exclusives because that's you know if it's yeah. on both consoles no it's no skin off my nose to play on playstation mm. or xbox i'm really keen to be getting the exclusives and so i actually a bit disappointed there's a few being delayed <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if uh, if Recore was delayed not only for uh, because it would be a big game for Christmas, but I'm overjoyed to see that Joseph Staten's writing it now because uh, I, I love ODST and Reach in a huge way. I've heard they're uh, the best I, best written Halo games. Oh yeah, they're they're, they're wonderful. They're really wonderful. Um, and you know, I still remain forever curious as to what his version of Destiny yes. was be- before they gutted it and before he <laughs> yes. left. Um, but, you know, nice to nice to see him writing a game again. And that, that trailer from last year was wonderful. Yeah, and I'm it always really seems sort of a, a little bit strange that the game was going to come out as quickly as it was. Um, but it's if, if Microsoft are then going into, you know, this Christmas and New Year with uh, with the likes of Recore uh, as like their big Christmas game, and then they've got Scalebound in quarter one of uh, 2017. That's that's a couple of big hitters that that have actually got places in the schedule. 
Yeah, and that those are the two I was actually looking forward to. You've actually jumped ahead in our notes, CJ. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, all good. Um, but it is, yeah, it's a shame they're being delayed, especially since I've just got the Xbox. Super excited to play exclusives, and there's none coming out for a while. <laughs> how, do you, how do you feel about um, the Remedy game, Quantum Break? Oh, I'm kind of because now I've got the Xbox. I'm kind of curious to give it a go. Um, that game's going to really, be amazing. I, I've never I been interested be in it because. I've never owned the Xbox. It was kind of just not on my radar, really. But now it it may become be on my radar now, and I might have to put it as a keen one to try. Yeah, that that that's definitely one game that I'm sort of like, oh, that I'm not going to get to play because love, love, love Remedy, and seeing what I've seen of that game, I think it's. I hope that what we see is what we're going to get because I think it's going to be something special to be honest and Remedy know what they're doing they really do yeah they, they don't they don't really let anybody down on that front do they nah. um, what, I, what I am curious about I mean I thought it gave a great showing at, uh, at E3 but there was stuff that I saw afterwards within interviews and sort of extended footage where they said and this is this is what I'm really curious about that you've got um, a guy who's investigating into his brother experimenting with time and his, his brother building this, this machine and time breaks and he gets thrown into it and there are people coming into the time stream to try, to try and stop him and you've got this what looks to be sort of a, uh, an uncharted-ish uh, science fiction time shooter which Next looks pretty pain. cool yeah but you've got they filmed, they filmed a TV series at the same time with Lance Reddick and um, the the guy that plays Littlefinger from uh, uh, Game of Thrones, mm. who was also in The Wire as well, and apparently that is from the other side of the of the story. That's so, what intrigues me. So, so like the the Littlefinger guy is the villain of the game piece, and when you complete like a level, it will then go into half an hour's worth of high quality television yeah, right. from yep. the other side of the perspective for the people that are trying to stop you and then you go back into the game and there are certain people that are going like oh I wouldn't sit there and watch half an hour's worth of TV I would I most give me yeah, that cast and if it's that well written that, that how sounds, cool does that sound that sounds Amazing. like something I could really get into with my wife like because she's not into gaming but she doesn't like mind watching some occasionally like mm. she watched most of Metal Gear Solid 3 um, Heavy Rain um, a bunch of games, especially when they're story driven. So that's something like that does per- pique my interest because, yeah, I could play and then she could come in and watch the the TV show part of it, and I could fill her in and the rest. I don't know. I'd, I'd imagine that in that scenario, that maybe your wife will be watching you play the game because you know you've got some Hollywood actors with Sean Ashmore uh, in like the in the main game. And then it'll get to the TV bit, and it'll be interesting if you see in the TV bit, with it being from the opposite perspective, if there are things that the lead character doesn't know, or other motivation. You know, we were talking mm. about Batman and the Joker earlier on. If there are motivations as to why that character should be stopped, as to why they want control over the technology, and you're really torn in your own mind, but you're playing this great game, but you want to see how everything unfolds, and I'm really curious about that. Yeah, so uh, you've made me more and more keen for it. Um, it's, as I say, it's been under my radar, but now it's definitely up there. I think it's uh, a very, very interesting concept, and yeah, very, very sad that I'm not going to get to play. Because <laughs> Max Payne actually had sort of quite a an out there uh, story in of itself. We, mm. you said you were a fan of of that. We did you play? Um, 
Uh, Alan Wake as well. No. Oh, man. Alan Wake's such a beautiful game. <sighs> I have Alan Wake and I've not played Alan Wake. Oh. So clearly clearly, I have to now play Alan Wake. That's, that's your homework. I loved that game. Just like The ga- the gameplay was pretty pretty standard, but just the, the story and the setting and the atmosphere just grabbed me with every single claw and I just couldn't stop playing that game until I figured out the mystery of that game. It's just oh, fantastic. I loved it. It's so good. Nice. See, I, I think a good story can do that for you. You mm. can have a game that feels quite familiar or even feels maybe a little bit standard in, in, in some places, but the way that the story intrigues and, and surprises and, and sort of lurches and pulls you along with it can kind of sweep you up, can add that extra puff in your lungs. and um, well, It brings you back, doesn't it? The next time you were sitting yeah, yeah. you want to sit down and find out what's going on, and that's, that's what's exciting about gaming. And Alan Wake's apparently on the backwards compatible list as oh, well. Which that's is, on my homework then. Or it's 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 coming to it. It's it's been seen on the, you know, on the on the pictures that they've twirled around along with the Bioshocks, the Dead Spaces, and all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, another one add to my list. I, I definitely say yeah, go so and play I'll, it. Sweet, it's great. I, did, I, got, I, I think with Alan Wake, I got the special edition for the same price as the regular edition. Like it was. And even that was quite cheap at the time. And I was just thinking, you know, when you order things sometimes and go like, I better order this quickly because I realised the mistake. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, the, it was the one with like the uh, the big notebook in there and everything mm. like that. Oh, nice. The big sort of chunky yeah. version. So sure. I'll have to dig it out and see what it's, see what it's like. But um, I've still got it, even though I, I purged a lot of uh, a lot of my collection to, to get an Xbox One in the first place. Awesome. Right, I will say why we are on backwards compatibility. Vader, mm. do you want to do our wee little competition we've got going yes. for some prizes? Yes. Mm. Um, so earlier I mentioned uh, that I got a bundle with my console and I actually excluded two games I got with it um, because I have played them before, but I got download tokens for Fallout 3 and Tomb Raider, the definitive edition, both compatible with Xbox one and so we thought it seems i've played them both before that it'd be great to give it to a little giveaway on the show um so what basically what we want you to do is we want you to send on our the podcast twitter account so that's dark insight pod we want you to send you us a, a message or a tweet or a private message whatever you choose um telling us why you deserve one of these games and tell us which one you want that's Fallout 3 which does work on Xbox 360 and Xbox One or Tomb Raider Definitive Edition so tell us why you deserve them but we don't want you to be serious we want you to tell us the most ridiculous reason why you deserve them we want to tell we want some far out far fetched stories um, and excuses reasons why you deserve them and we will be reading those out next podcast and two lucky winners will get a copy download token for those get one of those games, Xbox video game hype. Ooh. Yes, <laughs> bring on the Xbox hype. So um, yeah, tweet us, tweet us, message us, email us, whatever you choose. But um, spread the word. The more people who uh, enter, the better for us because that means more people listened. <laughs> yeah, and obviously, yeah. yeah, in your tweet, let us know which one you'd prefer. Obviously, Fallout Three or Tomb Raider, and we will obviously pick the two our most two favourite 
answers but we will definitely be reading a lot of the answers out as well if they're uh, pretty crazy pretty silly on the next podcast so we've had some silly ones yeah um and sorry to the playstation exclusive owners uh, if this goes well we may do some more giveaways in the future i'm sure we'll come up with something um but yes yeah, so... i have thought about something xbox one wise that you might not know about but is really cool if you if you haven't looked into it yep have you looked at your achievements um they pop up regularly but i've never actually gone into the list of achievements i think this is really cool it shows you how close you are to achieving an achievement um oh, i have so heard about that yeah so so like on um i'm trying to 100 percent uh scholar for sin at the minute and oh. i can obviously see the the achievements that i've got but say you know the the ones that are remaining are a lot of the a lot of the bits that I'll I might have to buy like spells or hexes or, or things like that but it shows you you can go to the achievements that you've not gotten yet um, say like all pyromancies and it will show you an, a percentage of how many of those that you've, that you've actually got that is kind so, of cool yeah you know how 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 much closer you are and you know it was fun the other day when I uh, I picked up a new uh, new pyromancy I was like oh I've not got that and I looked and my pyromancies might have been like at 79% and then it went up to sort of like 86 and I was like ooh that's a bit further than I thought I'd be <laughs> um, yeah. and I I, I, I know it's like well. a it's like a little tiny thing but I, I kind of dig that no that is that is a nice little touch um, there are some really nice little touches with the Xbox um, that I've been quite impressed with it's and yeah, even just the split screen that you can kind of split the screen with different apps. Um, I've done cool. that with Twitch when I've been watching somebody play Dark Souls Two, and I've been playing Dark Souls Two at the same time. So <laughs> that's 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 massively on brand. It has to be said. Yes. But, uh, yeah. Sometimes it's fun to to see somebody sort of do something in the you know in, on the uh, the corner of the screen, and then um, it's a good way to kind of grind or or try and get past. Uh, certain sections. That's and, actually a really good idea. Maybe I can check on Crunchyroll and watch some anime while I <laughs> yeah <laughs> play some Fallout. <laughs> well, I I used to like with um, with Scholar of the First Sin and Destiny. I used to listen to podcasts while I um, while I played those, and I know it's uh, both of those are, are kind of particularly Destiny is seen as like the old get get your mates in there and start playing and stuff but that used to be quite solitary for me for you know if I'd maybe feel a bit glum after work or if I got you know an hour or two spare before I had to go in in the morning it would be like I'll stick on a podcast and I'll grind some bounties so uh, so yeah on there isn't there sorry tune-ins on there isn't there on as an app for the xbox one tune-in oh I don't know that yeah it's a podcast app oh I didn't know that yeah all right I'll check that out I wasn't aware of of TuneIn, so I thought yeah, check it out. Dark Insight can be found on TuneIn. <laughs> are we on there, are we? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> it just yeah, I know, I, know uh, um, I think it was, might have been Leon from Kane Rinse, but uh, it was somebody I, I knew that on a Saturday afternoon they'd, uh, they'd put uh, Sky Sports uh, sort of soccer special on throughout the afternoon. And they'd snap that into the corner on their Xbox One while they were playing FIFA. <laughs> so, so they were kind of like playing their own little game and enjoying it while still getting all the football results that were coming in and all the all the goals as they happened and stuff. And that was their 
you know, they're, they're quite happy. Saturday afternoon was uh, a mixture of games and, and stuff. So, yeah, I, I, like the, I like the Snap stuff. I think it's, I think it's pretty neat. And all the stuff that's coming with the, the Cortana uh, edition in February, I think, is mental. Have you seen it? No. What's that? They're bringing in the uh, the Cortana assistant that's on the uh, the Windows phones, like a oh, version yeah. of it. So sorry and for on, Windows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, essentially. But on the video that they showed last year, they were like, um, they said, uh, oh, Cortana is Cliff Online. And it would go like, yes, Cliff's online. It was like, uh, form a party with Cliff. And it was like, uh, it would instantly do it. And that's that's one of the cool bits that they're doing with Cortana and uh, and like Connect there. And I think there's there's going to be versions of it, obviously more more clicky type versions for for non Connect. But I just like the idea of just asking my my machine if my friends are online and yeah. you know what they're playing and if they want to form a party and stuff. And I just... need to get a Connect now, don't I? <laughs> I I love mine. I yeah, mean, like, that's good. It's it it suffered a lot with. Um, that initial vision that was tried to, you know, Microsoft tried to force down people's throats. But, you know, I, I like uh, I like getting in and asking the machine to, to switch on. I like sitting down on my couch and it recognising me. Um, I like being able to, you know, even even beyond the the easy controller inputs, just asking it to go to like uh, Twitch or to YouTube or... Um, and the amount that it recognises, because it gets used to your vocal patterns as well. Um, it's like one of the one of the things I saw on a forum ages back was it, they said it's the greatest hundred dollar microphone you've ever seen, <laughs> and it pretty much is. <laughs> um, it's just fun to kind of bounce through to to stuff like that. Plus, uh, the Xbox Fitness app has been amazing for me. Um, and whilst that's that's available without Connect now. Um, the, the version of it where it's you know it's uh, it's looking at your muscles and is 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 like muscle mapping. It can read your heartbeat. It's that's, giving that's you achievements as as to how close you're getting to stuff and uh, how much quicker you're getting and the way that it's reading you. But that's been invaluable for me, and that's one of the things that's it's kind of turned my life around a little bit um, because I you know I started eating far better. I started d- doing that stuff first thing in the morning, particularly the. The Mosser MMA workouts, which are just insane. <laughs> yeah, they would be. Um, they, so, the, the weird thing is, like, you, you'd think of Mosser MMA as being, like, really kind of quite powerful and quite exclusive, but they have uh, three instructors on screen at the same time, uh, each representing uh, uh, hard, intermediate, and, and beginner. And they encourage you to, to know your limits, but if you feel that you can step up, you can look to a different instructor. If you feel that there's something you can't do, you can look to a different instructor. And it's all intermediate training. So they're, they're building you up and then they're pulling you back. They're letting you breathe. They're, they're stretching your muscles and then they're, they're pushing you forward again. And each of those muscle ones are 35 minutes and they're phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal, but so welcoming. Um, and I, I love the fact that it's a, that those are um free workouts that you know there's there's a number of them that are on there which are there just to get people started which is which are ace and you know a number of those might be 10 minutes 10 minute little workouts at a time uh that can run over seven days or the muscle ones that are 35 minutes each but 
uh, on Twitter you can see the amount of people that have lost weight that have found new purpose and I think that's kind of cool and you know connects become a dirty word at Microsoft now but um, it's it's made a difference to me in, with regards to combating depression and feeling better about myself and even yes. when I know that I've got a long day at work and I can kind of fill my lungs a little bit more and, and have a little bit more of a spring in my step to, to start the day with that's that's been invaluable for me and the nice. fact that that's you know that's not costing me anything yeah it's, exercise uh, is important cool. yeah no that, great that, yeah, that, that, that gaming can help you do that yeah that's awesome that really is really awesome problem is my xbox is tucked in the office and so i've got no room if i try and do exercise <laughs> or break some stuff <laughs> i just like the thought that, that that there might be people out there that are maybe a little a little too self-conscious to go to the gym or want to make a start and aren't quite sure how to do it. Mm. And having things that are that welcoming and that easy to do, and, um, you know, that that genuinely push you onwards, I, I just think having that there on the games console is great. And it will, the, the workouts will give you um, in-game achievements that you can, like, scorecards, like a, like a coffee shop sort of points cards, if you will, um, for like things that you, things that you do. But when you hit milestones, it will give you actual Xbox achievements for that as well. Oh, cool. um, and I I think that's really really cool. And even even when you're going through a a workout, and uh, it will show you your personal best if you're coming coming close to it, with like say a um, a white bar towards the end, um, and then it will show you with yellow this growing bar with you coming up towards your personal best and it will then show you when you smash it so it gives you that extra impetus to uh, to go on in certain certain areas as well and I just think that's really well done it's the ghost cart from Mario Kart you know if you're beating yourself or not pretty much yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's really cool because like, like you said sort of for people who are sort of a bit worried and stuff because gyms can be quite intimidating places you know so time, just yeah. to help people get started on 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 that road to things is is really cool and I really like that they're, they're doing that that's that's just really awesome yeah we'll have to try and pick up a connect sometime soon I mean there, there are versions sort of I, I think they've they've reconfigured it to to be used without connect but the the fact that it's doing all this this muscle mapping and it's it can tell when you hit harder it can tell when you stretch further it can tell you when you say if you if you're doing like uh trying to get your knees up to get your knees higher up or it can it it, it can see what you're doing and it can react to you doing it rather than you doing a version of what's on screen and it being kind of Pointless. all right yeah 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 well yes yeah it's really good because yeah, my wife liked the um the exercise games with the PlayStation Eye but they were mm. quite limited. It would constantly tell you not doing it right when it, you were doing it fine. Like it was just, it was quite um, imprecise. But the Kinect sounds like it would be a lot better. Well, I loved EA Sports Active 2 on PS3. I thought that was great. Um, and that, but that was let down a little bit by the fact that um, you you had to strap on uh, implements on. Two, you had a yes. monitor for one hand. Sorry, you had uh, you had a, a motion sensor steady. I know what you're doing. I, I was aware when I was saying that that like, oh, these these gentlemen are really mature and professional. <laughs> I wouldn't have been. But you got like a heart monitor on one hand. You got uh, a motion tracker on on the other arm, and then you got a motion tracker on uh, on one of your legs as well. 
and oftentimes that could be let down by the tracker itself or your batteries running out yeah. or that kind of stuff. And at least with this one, you know, it's just you poncing about in front of the telly. But in the, um, the tech that's in the camera. Yeah, it seems like a very, very, very clever piece of tech, the, the, the Connect. It seems like they've put a lot of work in into the actual thing itself. Well, the fact that when they when they brought in sort of the the update with muscle mapping, I mean, it's got like the uh, it's got the vid that plays on the screen. Then in the corner, you've got a grayed out version of yourself. And when you kind of hit particularly hard or you build up a rhythm, it kind of throws off these like per- these blue sparks that are coming off like your your hands or your legs or whatever it is to sh- to show that you you know you really get into the flow of things. And then at the bottom, it's got. Uh, your different achievements as you kick in and against your personal best and it's got a timer as to how long this particular routine is going to go on as well but when they they introduced the the update which did the muscle mapping where you've got the grayed out version of you but it's it's looking at the the muscles that are being tensed and stretched and it starts glowing those up in yellow so you can see the the exact muscles that are being worked by any routine Hmm. and it's also met it's also measuring your heartbeat as well. Very. Do you have to get naked so I can see all your muscles? <laughs> <laughs> no, thankfully not. Right, getting naked with all them strap-on implements, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no helicopters <laughs> as the uh, <laughs> as Coffee Wang is being monitored by Microsoft Central. <laughs> uh, no, but it is it it is it is really cool. Um, that is nice. So I I think it's awesome. I must admit. Yeah. But yeah, Connect is pretty cool if you uh if you do see one there. I, I like my gadgets about, somewhere after Yeah, they're knocking about second hand here for about I think they're new they're about a hundred, hundred and twenty pounds, but I think knocking it knocking about second hand about thirty five pounds here. Oh, between thirty five and fifty. But I I like really like mine, I think it's cool. Oh, let's have a look. Um nice. Um well, to kind of wind up, I think we were going to talk about what we're excited for. It's kind of end on a... We've been talking about that the whole time, been excited the whole time. But kind of what we're looking forward to this year, and our list is kind of long. <laughs> so, just um, have a quick run through. Yeah, and just want to bounce yeah. off, and um, if you and we can maybe take turns, and you can throw in a couple that you're keen for, CJ, as we go mm. through. Yeah, fire away. I shall, I shall chime in with yours. Cause so, I think we could start off pretty clearly. Dark Souls 3 is going to be on all of our lists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's number one. Pretty excited for that. Can't say there's much. CJ, will you have this? Really. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's a given. <laughs> did you get a chance to play the network test, CJ? I did, and I had uh, I had different different opinions with with each of the stock uh, characters that they that they allowed us to play with, which played very very differently from one another. They did. Um, the the stuff with the uh, with the sword arts was fantastic. Um, I think that's quite a quite a stock um, souls level that they gave us to to mess about in. But oh, I'd imagine that there's 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 much there's much more to come, especially given that mm. uh, Miyazaki and Tanamura are working on the levels together, not just the lore but the levels. Yes, and um, that makes me very excited because anybody that's that's played the likes of the Crown of the Ivory King and the Crown of the Iron King knows how good Tanimura is when he's he's fully in control yeah. and um the the thought of him and Maizaki sort of butting heads and creating stuff just sounds d- 
delicious to me. Very exciting. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward um, to uh, see what they can uh, give us. But I definitely agree with you on that, CJ. I think they've just done that as your generic, and I think there's that game's got a lot more to show us than than we're expecting. I think. Well, we want to. But that's good that they're holding back like so much at the moment uh, with regards to yeah, they've given us some some snippets of. Uh, videos and uh, the the network test didn't really give us a huge amount uh, to go on sort of law wise so they're, they're playing the cards really close to the chest in this regard well, that's what I really like uh, with From uh, Software they did the same with Bloodborne um, yeah it was a complete surprise this like most of the game but let's not forget as well that whereas Miyazaki is now in charge and he's in control of uh, the stuff that uh, from makes available to the press and makes avail- available to the public we still haven't seen uh, the first game that comes from Miyazaki's uh, rule at From because Dark yes, Souls makes... 3 was put into uh, put into into place with the old guard in charge yeah. Yes. so yeah that makes me very curious the next game coming will be very interesting to see the next the direction and the focus that they want to take I, that Miyazaki's making the, the the signals that he is with him saying that uh, he's really gotten gotten back into fantasy after having a little bit of time away with, with Bloodborne and that he's really enjoying it I'm wondering if even though Dark Souls 3 was put into into place by the, the old CEO um I'm wondering if it might be one of those moves where you know like sometimes you get uh, a comic book writer who does his own creator own <clears throat> stuff and it's really off the wall and really quirky and there are no limits but when that comic book writer works on a superhero project property for like for all ages and he rather than being able to go right I'm going to do this has to think outside the box a little bit more to kind of put it into place I'm wondering if that might be Dark Souls 3 um, and you know they can do really whatever they want but I just get the feeling that Dark Souls 3 might not have been the situation that they wanted to be in at this point but I think they're going to ballpark the hell out of whatever's there make the most of mm. it while they can yeah yeah I just, I just think they, they're not Tanamore is clearly a very proud man within the fact that he came on to to DS DS two and saved it, and then refused to let it go. Did the scholar of the first sin, um, and then went on to well did the DLC, then went on to do scholar and did, completely wouldn't let go of that game. You get in uh, Miyazaki, who's become like a, a huge auteur for many as well. Um, the two of those together, it just just makes me incredibly excited yes Yes. very excited for it um can't wait oh in fact fact, speaking of dark souls 3 um i don't know if you guys like the pop vinyls from funko they've just announced they're doing a dark souls pop vinyl oh nice really nice yeah and i actually emailed them six months ago uh saying you guys need to do dark souls and i got a response saying thanks for your suggestion i'll pass it on to the design team um, so and I'm they taking, actually have. I'm taking credit. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know there, there are a range of Dark Souls toys that are coming out as well, aren't yeah. there? Yes, there's some figures coming out. They look cool. Mm. The unfortunate thing so far, um, I've actually pre-ordered it. It's from a store in New Zealand called Mighty Act. They're kind of gaming and collectibles website. Um, they're importing it. Um, so I've pre-ordered the Dark Souls. At this stage, it's only the Red Knight for Dark Souls 3. 
mm. that mm. I'm making. But if there's enough support behind it, there might. I'm I'm keen to get like the armor sets from Dark Souls One. Yeah, did you did you see that um, that Web Harlan version of uh, of Dark Souls Two that came out? No, it was it was a it's a um, a company that uh, won't ship outside of <clears throat> Sweden or Norway, um, and they did a version of of the Dark Souls Two Special Edition, like everywhere else got with the you know the the Faram Knight and and all that sort of stuff, but they had a bag. Oh um, yes, that they yep. had ba- badges, they had medals, they, and they had kind of a the cloth armor that yeah. you could put on over the top. Christ, I really, really want that still. <laughs> yeah, that, that looked cool. I was, yeah, I saw that hoodie, and it's got like the um, the grill of the ma- the armor. Yeah, you can like come on the and off. Yeah, I yeah. love me so. So yeah, so Dark Souls are getting some pop finals from Funko. Wow, awesome. I must I must admit I'm not generally crazy about about pops, but I'll, I'll take a look at those. Well, see, I, I never used to be, but there's a couple that just tickle my fancy, and I started to mm. get loot crate, and they come. So I've got myself yeah. uh, Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z. Uh-huh. Um, I got a Doc Brown from um, Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. I've also got a Han Solo from Star Wars, and I bought my those all from Loot Crate, and then I got an Odin with a son called Odin. I had to get a pop. Oh vinyl. yeah, yeah. Um, so I've got the Odin pop vinyl. And so, yeah, most I'm not that interested, but there are a few that I really like the look of. I think they just suit it really well and they're real cute. Real cute. Um, I really want a Bloodborne. I reckon just a little pop vinyl with a little duster cap and, and trench coat would just look so awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or a Big Hat Logan from Dark Souls 1. Uh, just give just give me a, a, an Artorius and a Solaire. And... Yeah. A Soul Leo would be awesome. Praising the sun with his little arms and a big bucket head. Oh, man. Praising the sun. <laughs> <gasps> yeah, love me some of that. Yeah. Um, but even the armor sets, like you get like a shadow um, shadow armor set or a fluted knight set or a leek knight set or that'd just be awesome. Sadly, I think I'm going to be all over that like it's made of ham. <laughs> yeah, I just hope they do it. But yeah, so the, so far they're only doing, the, as far as I know, the red knight from Dark Souls, the um, kind of the cover yeah. art character dude mm. so yeah that's my Dark Souls 3 news moving on <laughs> my um, CJ what are, what's the the first game that comes to mind that you're excited about this year um Jedi Ibun Roku FE never heard of it uh, which is uh, Shin Megami Tensai times Fire Emblem uh, oh, nice. which which is due on the Wii U and sold really badly in Japan at Christmas time but it seems to be based around um, sh- like shopping centers and, and buildings in Tokyo uh, becoming dungeons, and you go into that. You go into there with Fire Emblem characters and personas to to try and uh, destroy the dungeons. But it's also based around uh, people's love of music and. Uh, when they get depressed, it's because uh, these these demons that are infecting the shopping centres and the buildings are feeding on people's potential and their glimmer and how certain folks get the chance to become pop idols, which which throws away like the uh, the, the the depression and pushes away these demons and makes them more visible and stuff. It sounds and looks mental. Uh, I, there was a half an hour 
piece from Nintendo Treehouse, I think, from last E3 that that um, you know was wasn't on the show floor, which was off it. But I, it just it just sounds nuts. I mean, I I am looking forward to Persona Five in a big way, but I'm also really really looking forward to this. It sounds like um, fun. It sounds like Sailor Moon mixed with Persona mixed with Fire Emblem. And that that is a completely good thing. I just love, yeah. the, love the, I just love the thought of the of the power of music, and uh, having the potential to to ward away like demons and of of regular. You know, we're all used to sort of dungeons being these big sort of vast fantasy sort of levels. But if they were if they were taking over a shopping centre or a, or a building or a hospital, that's uh, that's that's pretty cool. That's a little bit. Uh, Madoka Magica, I guess. Which oh, is a, it reminds me, I, I really liked the Sailor Moon game. I uh-huh. played. I remember playing that as a kid. That was awesome. It was so kind I, of I hope you've got you tempted then. That's that's on Wii U though. That one's yeah. I don't have Wii so. U. Uh, next Christmas maybe. Or the image. I should report. I should report on it because I'm, I'm looking, looking forward, forward to that whenever it comes out. But uh, yeah, it sounds cool. But yeah, yeah I playing the Sailor Moon it was the same thing. Like the whole like the dungeons or the areas you're like exploring and like shopping malls and and the school mm. and stuff like completely. Not, not, not your normal dungeons, as you say. Um, yeah, cool. Um, Clifford, what's your game? Next game that you're excited for? Well, there, there, there's two really. Out of your list of twenty. Yeah, out of my list of twenty. But yeah, the, the <laughs> two, I, I'm going to cut my list down to two that I'm like really, okay. really excited for. And those two, obviously, Final Fantasy 15 and yep. Neo. That's yep. if that reaches this year. It should do by the looks of things. We'll see, but yeah, they're, they're my two sort of. Obviously, Final Fantasy Fifteen is it's been a long time coming with this game. It's been in production for so long. Obviously, make, where they started making it on the PS3, and then they changed production was, to PS4, and it's, it's wasn't it supposed to be Final Fantasy Thirteen? Yeah, it was versus, Final Fantasy Thirteen versus, uh, and then obviously they changed <laughs> it to Fifteen when they moved it over to PS4. And yeah, just obviously did, playing. Did you play the demo? Yeah, loved it yes. to pieces. Absolutely loved it. I probably, yes. I probably it, spent about ten hours in the demo alone. <laughs> oh, easy, yeah. I finished it twice because mm. they did. I don't know if you know CJ. They released. Um, they re. They did a patch for the demo. And okay, so, I, I only played the demo a few days ago. Actually, oh, you have played it. Yep. Yeah, only briefly. Uh, took me a little while to to get used to the uh, the uh, the combat, but ended up quite getting into it. And I I liked the open world aspect of it. It seemed really unusual and really cool. Um, I'm quite positive about it, to be honest. And the music was great as well. Mm. But as I as I mentioned recently, uh, when I saw British politicians laughing about the fact that they were they were going to bomb another country i realized that i'm quite in the mood for big bright jrpgs with mm. funky clothes and lots of zips and massive hair i'm i'm that kind of escapism just sounds fine to me yes. uh, given given the contrast to the real world so um that's one of the reasons that i bought tales of uh, zestaria recently and i got um uh got that on ps4 um, bought the Final Fantasy uh, stuff. I've been playing uh, Zanbali Chronicles X as well. I, it's been a while since I've really fallen into JRPGs in the way that I am now, and I'm perfectly happy to be back and to lose myself in in that kind of wonderment. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah. I, oh, I'd, great I'd most certainly, when we get Final Fantasy 15, I can easily see myself putting a couple of hundred hours into that game. Just a, a game yeah. that can, as the attacks a man can just bring out multiple swords out of thin air, I'm, I'm perfectly in with that. <laughs> I'm so down with that. <laughs> I just like the way it does seem a little. Uh, yeah, I, I like the way you can sort of set up your own combos and stuff with the sort of different swords you've got. Yeah. And obviously, they they've alluded to sort of that you, you you can have like sort of low like a lot of these swords and really customize your sort of the combos you're doing with your swords and uh, and some of the uh, just uh, can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, what's wait. Because the first time through, I think they tweaked the the combos a little bit. But the first mm. time through, I didn't really get how the combos work. But the second time through, you have a lot of, when you work it out. You have a lot of control yeah. of how to deal with combat in different enemies, and I really liked it. Um, it does seem a little bit like because you've got like Cloud, he's got his Buster Sword. You've got Squall's Gun Blade, and um, you've got Titus with his uh, Water Sword. It does seem like they're like oh, I kind of don't know what. Sword to give him. Let's give him all of them. Let's give him all of them. <laughs> yeah, he can have all the swords. <laughs> I was quite surprised about the English voice acting as well. I really liked it. Yeah, um, that that it wasn't just American actors. That you got the actual English actor in there as well was uh, was wonderful. I, I like like English folks turning up in, mm. in these sort of things. Oh, yeah, so do I. Um, uh, I kind of do get tired in most games when there's too much chatter from your cohorts or other NPCs because it can mm. when they get repetitive especially when you don't know where you're going you're lost <laughs> just keep telling you you're lost mm-hmm. it made me made me smile in uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X they've got two of the voice actors from the original Xenoblade Chronicles as voice options for, for your character and I'm running with uh, with a, a female character and I've got the English voice on there and it's just I mean the voice acting is fantastic anyway but it's just really funny to uh, to have like a monster hit out of you and just just hear ooh pushy pushy <laughs> <laughs> and I'm loving stuff like that and the voice actress is fantastic she's like rising blade <laughs> she's really kicking in with this kind of uh, very very English accent and she's properly throwing her heart into it but just the the midst of of a battle and where normally you'd hear like a, or a, ooh, it'd be like ooh pushy pushy <laughs> I, awesome. I love that to pieces, and it it, it it never fails to make me giggle as well. Yeah, it's fun finding little gems like that in games that just kind of just sit with you in the right way, just to make the, the, your experience more enjoyable. Yeah. Well, given that it's a um, uh, an American translation team from Japan that are doing it, um, that they've captured the Englishism sort of that well, I think is 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 fantastic. Nice. Um, so Neo, we didn't talk about Neo. That's on my list, so I want to talk about that game. That game looks fantastic. Mm. Onimusha, Dark Souls, Resident Evil, hybrid, awesome samurai game. Yeah. This is the one that's coming from Koei Tecmo, isn't it? Or am I thinking of something else? Um, I'm terrible with names. I should know this. But, but, <laughs> um, it's it's the guy look the main character looks looks a bit like Geralt from The Witcher. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Um, right. But it's but this game's been in development for a long time. It was put on hold, um, and then another team picked it up um, and took over it. Um, it's got some heavy combat. There's like weighted solid combat. Um, it's got 
summarize <laughs> it just looks awesome um, if, the, if that if that works out the way that i i think it's gonna it's gonna be great because i mean so, uh, team ninja so team ninja are they doing it for for koei tecmo though yeah the publishers koei that tecmo, sounds yeah. familiar yeah because um what was it uh um Talcadam was was fantastic and a really massively ignored game as far as I was concerned. Sort of monster hunt with with ancient sort of demons and stuff uh, and sort of devil may cry type combat. That's a really fun game if you if you're ever stuck for a, a title to pick up. I actually tried the demo after I heard you say talk about it a few months mm. back and I, I did enjoy it. It's just um, it's quite pricey, um, so I, I never actually picked up the main game. Yeah, I think it might be one of those that that when people trade it in that it starts to be, it starts to get really really cheap but um, yeah, might I think there's this. a I think there's another Talcadon that's on its way this year as well so yeah I'd be definitely um, curious on a follow up um, but yeah it's a bit more darker than that because that was quite bright but it's that kind of same setting so you've got the um, the Japanese kind of demons and and um, Oni that you're fighting and mm. is amongst normal soldiers and it just the countering and the combat just really nice, um, cool looking game. Um, I really liked Onimusha the first time when I played it. Never played any others. Never, I don't know why, but I didn't. Um, yeah, so really keen on that one. Yeah, it, 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 for for Neo, like the the art style and the weighted combat is what combat of looks. Yeah. yeah, the weighted combat looks fantastic. So I'm really interested to see how it plays once you've got a controller in your hand. But it looks like it's going to be a good fighting system we, and, and the art style was just beautiful as well it's just yeah it's very very nice can't wait apparently there's like three different stances in the combat so you can like change your stance which will change how you attack and how you react in defence to situations and so the depth of combat could be quite nice awesome mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah CJ do you have another one you're throwing there um, it's kind of caught me off guard a little bit, so I'm trying to pull up a, f- a few that I'd uh, that I'd forgotten about. So I, I, you, you guys sort of chime with a few more because uh, there is, you know, I've got Persona Five. That's that's definitely on there for me as well. In the in the same way as I mentioned the Persona Times Fire Emblem, I'm just I'm just up for for GRPGs at more. Yeah, nice. Um, well, the one that I've been wanting to talk about a few times on the podcast, we always seem to run out of time, so I'm going to talk about it now. I know, what you, I know exactly what you're about to talk about. It's been on the show notes for about six months now. <laughs> yeah, since the beginning. And it's something that's really intrigued me. I haven't heard people talking about it. Like, it seems to be kind of gone under the radar a lot in mainstream media. Um, it's Hellblade. Um, it's done by Ninja Theory. Have you seen those those YouTube development videos? Because they're incredible. Yeah, I've seen a few of them. Um, yeah, they're they're really really good. Like I like I watched one about how they're um, putting it together and they're just completely scale back costs so they can just focus on the story and and what needs to be made in a game rather than going all out with motion caption. They're doing it like basically with stuff you can buy at your local <laughs> electronics store. They were they were looking with with satellites across Earth at interesting places. And then downloading the mountainscapes and the landscapes, and just and and dumping them to like Unity or whatever it was, and then just giving it to the art team to uh, to fill it up yeah. and make it look good, and then working with it in 
very different ways than you'd normally see a a, a game being done and it it just it looks like they're flying by the seat of their pants and those pants are magnificent oh yeah with sparkles and bells on magnificent pants <laughs> um, I, I, what's actually intrigued me i like the setting i like it's like um kind of your um viking uh celtic kind of inspired setting but it's they're dealing with mental illness which is quite and a lot of games try mm. and i think fail in a lot of ways um I really like they've got like I've got quotes that I've read in articles like they've actually got gone to like the Cam- uh, University of Cambridge and got like uber professionals in the mental health industry and got made and got them involved with the development of the game to make sure they're treating these uh, mental illnesses with respect mm. and with care and with accuracy which is, seems to me the most important um, mm. and so it's really going to be an, uh, an experience and so the, the main character is going through a mental illness as part of the game uh, and I just think it's fascinating their approach and their approach has been the same but as, as CJ you mentioned with the actual graphic development and and oh, I'm, I'm really keen for it um, I like DMC and that's the last game they did I thought it was a really well mm-hmm. made game and I'm really excited for this change of a change of tone and pace for this game I yeah. saw some stuff where they where they all went on a a field trip to yes. uh, to a museum as well, and they were just looking at stuff and going like, "Oh, that's really cool. We could use that." And it just seems very, very interesting. And the, the stuff that they're doing with motion capture as well is superb. How they set aside a, a room in their office, yeah, that's it. Yep. and they, they got sent a load of GoPro cameras, I think, as well. To uh, it just looks. I mean, those videos are fantastic. Anyway, um, it, even if you're not interested in the game seeing someone be that creative and it it not be i don't know they're not having any kind of particular aims or or kind of um commercial goals other than they just want to inspire the 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 team that they've got and to do something a little bit different is is really really inspiring yeah and so i just wanted to give it a big shout out and just check it out if you haven't and just yeah i'm keen on it just i really like their approach um there's a lot of passion behind this game, from what I can what I can see. Um, yeah, I'm glad that you know it. You know of it, CJ, and you've looked into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I I, uh, I picked up uh, DMC on Xbox One for a minuscule seven pounds in the summer, and forgot that I bought it. And I, then I realised that there was an unopened envelope somewhere in the flat, and I had no idea where it was. And uh, I started pulling a few bits sort of out over Christmas. I was like. Oh, there you are. <laughs> so I've I've never played DMC, although I, I do own it. So it's really good, um, but always rather fancied it, and really taken by the 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 art style and the the, the stuff that they do with um, news graphics and uh, and American media. And I've always quite liked the look of the uh, of the character as well. That sort of sneering uh, anti-hero just looked pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. D- DMC it's, was a really it, good game. Really good. It played well. Mm. The level design was really cool. It was it was wacky because they had the whole like position of the demons and stuff. And yeah, it was quite a good game. Um, and it was criticised a lot, but I think it was a lot better than Devil May Cry Four. <laughs> mm. um, and it actually leads us perfectly into the some questions and um, that we I got a question I got from uh, Morbid Bed, our main man Josh Crow. Josh um, 
Hey, because I tweeted out. beard. <laughs> he has the big beard. <laughs> it's a sweet name. The beard um, master. Uh, he asked, are Moby. there any games you've played where you've enjoyed the game, the central character more than the game itself? And the reason why I said that was a good tie-in because the, the game that I thought of was Devil May Cry 4. I liked, the, I liked Dante as a character. Really liked Devil May Cry 1. I think I played 2. I think I liked that. But I've tried 4 and I... Yeah. Hated the game. <laughs> but I really liked the character. And so that's the game that I came up with. Um, you guys, do you have... I know it's off the spur of the moment. You may not have time to think of it. Do you, can you think of a character you love more or you like more than a game itself? Hmm... Hmm. I thought it was a good not, question. No, it's an excellent question. Not off the not off the top of my head. I don't well, think. Yeah, that's, yes. I'll, while, mm. while you think about it, I can share uh, his his um, thoughts and his uh, his answer to his own question. He said, "For example, I adore Max Payne as a character, but can't mm. find it in me to like Max Payne three. I feel that Max Max is such a well written and well acted character." But the environment and the enemies just don't fit the character to the extent where it's quite jarring. Yeah, they, the, they did take things sort of in Max Payne three sort of quite quite rock star, didn't they? Yeah. Whereas a lot of the a lot of the things I loved about the original were the you know, the the Norse mythology that that is never applied to pulp stuff. Um and the the way those two sort of clashed was, was pretty neat for me. Yeah, um, and he continues to talk about how he loved the other games, but just found by the time we got to three, it was a. Uh, yeah, it lost it. And so he, he loves the character, but doesn't like the game. Um, and yeah, and the, the game, name, game that I thought of was Devil May Cry 4, was my answer to that question. Mm. Does anything spring to mind for you guys? No, I think that the Max Payne one's pretty. It's, it's a good answer. It's spot on. Yeah. yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Cause I'm, I'm a big Max Payne fan, and as as CJ said, I, th- I think they kind of lost what made Max Payne Max Payne in number three. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Never actually played it, so I can't comment. But I, we definitely appreciate you tweeting in, uh, Josh Crow. Josh Crow. <laughs> he has a beard. Everyone Moby. has like two names. Everyone has Moby. two names <laughs> on Twitter. He has a big beard. Um. It isn't too morbid. <laughs> Lost in my notes. Yeah. Okay, it's really hot in my room where I'm recording. <laughs> it's the middle of the day. All right, do you want to wrap it up there? It's been a great chat. I've really enjoyed myself. Um, yes, we've got, we could talk for hours about other games I'm excited for, but I think <laughs> I am going to throw one in because I know oh, you okay. mentioned uh, Funko Pop, and uh, it does look absolutely amazing. Um, and I found out recently that the composer of Final Fantasy 13 is working on the soundtrack, and that is World of Final Fantasy. Ooh, mm. uh, yes, it just looks lovely. Um, and I'm and the more that I've I've looked at it and. Um, <laughs> it just looks charming and apparently it's a belting little game as well this world where all kind of chibi versions of the Final Fantasy characters are it, it just looks fantastic um, it does again, look fun again it just seems like 2016 for me is just RPG year but I'm fine with that yeah, yeah go for it so what? what's uh, the Final Fantasy um, world is that what it's called 
Uh, World of Final Fantasy, yeah. And yeah, it's um, Shashi Hamazo who's doing the... It's his first soundtrack since Final Fantasy Thirteen. Oh, heck. Uh, which, That'd be good. Which makes me very, very excited. But it's just um, another case of the internet being the internet because um, when it first was announced then and shown there was a lot of like eh, it's just a silly little Final Fantasy game it's going to be rubbish but ever since then the real people have come out and there just seems to be a lot of love for it and that's really exciting really cool yeah and I think the people that were turning their nose up at it were the same people that would never go near it yeah um, apparently it is a genuine turn based RPG um, so uh it, Apparently, the core gameplay will involve battling, collecting, and befriending monsters. So, sort of like Pokemon with Final Fantasy creatures, which is, I'm, again, I'm just fine with. That just sounds ace. Yeah, that does. Um, <laughs> and there is there is uh, apparently a, a proper story in there. They said it involves, it says here, it involves two twins entering a world called Grimoire, where all the Final Fantasy characters and monsters live. Uh, and the, pro- the plot won't be just some rudimentary wrapper they slapped on to get you playing. Um... Uh, the the director who worked on Final Fantasy Type Zero back in the day um, said I personally worked on Final Fantasy 6, 7 and 8 so I'm trying to aim for that volume of story that was in those titles nice yeah I'm just all over that it just mm. sounds great it does sound um, great and that's a Wii U exclusive no that one is Vita and PS4 oh why did I think it was Wii U Oh, that's even better. I can get it now. It's it's got that kind of the, that kind of look that was uh, it was almost in the Crystal Chronicles games, I guess. Mm. Um, but but uh, yeah, I'm 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 super super up for that. Yeah, it just it just once again it it, it just seems like fun. It seems like a really fun game. There's so many aspects that are fun and cheerful as well. If you know, what I mean, just. Because there's been a lot of sort of dark, dreary games, and I'm sort of with you on this, CJ. I, I want to be playing some, some, some Japanese, colourful, bright, just crazy, over-the-top games. I'm, I'm, I'm totally in for that at the minute. Yeah, I'm, I'm just one of the things grinning. with <laughs> one of the things with uh, like I say, I picked up uh, Tales of Zestiria just before Christmas, and I haven't put it on yet. But there's a uh, there's a two and a half minute I think it's about two and a half minutes uh, opening for Tales of Zestiria which is just the greatest opening it's just like big concepts and massive rock music and huge monstrous women breaking out of the ground (laughs) and people in like funky clothes and stuff and it is just the greatest thing and I've even uh I've even ripped the music from this YouTube like opening <laughs> to listen to on uh, on my phone because it is that good. But um, all of these things just just seem sumptuous to me. Uh, and you know, in this world where everything can be grim and gritty in games, in the same way as uh, the real world can be, I'm just I'm just reacting in opposite ways to that. I just mm. I kind of want to get back to the the sort of stuff where. You know, I, I think of the delight that I had when I was changing discs on Final Fantasy VIII when Balam Garden yeah. started to rise, <laughs> and I don't know. It's it's centering back to those those sort of moments. I realise I haven't kind of gotten into that kind of game for such a long time, and I'm I'm really being thrilled by doing so. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I want to get Final Fantasy VII again for PS4. <laughs> yeah, I've I've been staring that down as well. <laughs> I, I bit that I, I bit yeah. that bullet. I've I've been playing that a lot lately. It's great. 
Yeah, it's brilliant to be back said, in that. I just I promise I'll just end up playing that forever and not playing anything else. <laughs> yeah. I, t- I watched somebody doing a, a stream last night as they went towards uh, Omega Weapon, oh, and nice. uh, I saw them like kicking into the because you can speed up the the, the battle times and yes. these, and stuff. So that was a bit a bit disconcerting to see on a stream, to be honest. Um, but. Yeah, I, I, I fancy it because I, I just haven't played that for such a long time. And the music seemed great. The world seemed great. I had memories connected to it. And yeah, I'll probably talk myself into buying that straight after this. It's, it's a, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. a really we'll nice, to... clean version of it as well. Because obviously being up the character models are a it bit cleaner. Crisp, it's it's yeah. really nice to play. Mm. Yeah, really, really nice. Because I saw Pharmacy um, Nines being re- released for PC. And it's like, well, that could be PS4 soon. Because I'm really enjoying replaying that, but it's the old. Um, I'm playing on the Vita TV, and it's still right. it's still nice, but it's the yeah the writing's the blurry and mm. so an upres version would be very nice. Mm. And also in PAL territories, we we never had uh, the the same speed as as NTSC with regards to seven, eight, and nine. Yeah, yeah. so. Uh, Hopefully we'll get a, a little kick on. Never mind the extra bells and whistles that they could, they could tickle onto that. Oh my god! There's 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 Dragon's Dogmas getting getting a PC. Oh uh, yes, oh they release the and hopefully, yeah. yeah, hopefully a console port at a certain point. But please just, you know, feed that to me on a plate. And never <laughs> let me go to work. Hey, they're not going so to much. work. The key part to that. <laughs> Shush. You've seen through my ply. <laughs> what is I this? I wish I'd to go to work. Oh, just, just <laughs> weekend. Let's not talk about work. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure to have you jump on with us, CJ. It's been a blast. Really no, I proper it. enjoyed this. Really, really enjoyed nattering. So and thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Having me back on again, I would, I would natter with you once more. Yeah, I would love you to have you back on. Um, <laughs> thank you for so working hard. Home for uh, getting on because obviously we know you had uh, issues to start off with yes. and yeah no, much much appreciated dude yes honestly we had I had um, it just wasn't connecting whatsoever I was looking at um, uh, uninstalling reinstalling um, and eventually I, I tried uh, Nets uh, Skype web based Skype and that wasn't accepting the plugin and eventually it was dialing back to a um a version of Skype from like last year <laughs> and then booting that up and then trying to dissolve the automatic update that was kicking in. So but yeah, I don't you know, if we make a promise I like to keep it. Yeah, um, I appreciate it, especially with short notice it was just a, a thought I had. And I was like it'd be no, great. No, and it happened. No, I really appreciate you thinking of me, thank you. Awesome. Definitely. So yes, um where where can where can people find you, Mr CJ? On Tinder, uh, people can find me on uh, on that Twitter at at Coffee Jesus uh, with a Z instead of an S in the middle of the Jesus bit. Uh, we're at Twin Humanities on Twitter as well, which will link you to the Twin Humanities Nexus, where all our shows live. So come uh, listen to Dark Souls stuff and Telly stuff and Coffee stuff. And whatever <laughs> else Don't forget the tea. To mind. What? How dare you? <laughs> I know. Patty impressed everybody with his fancy teas this last episode. You see, you see, I am I am a man for all seasons. It's just if one of those seasons is tea, I will hibernate. Uh, Um, Go listen if you haven't heard of them. I'm sure you have. Uh, We've got a very similar ecosystem. Um, 
we have been born out of the ashes of well not the ashes you haven't burnt out yet um <laughs> The what shadows of the twin humanities. <laughs> Hold on, this room's on fire. What's going on? <laughs> You've distracted me with a podcast here, trying to burn me down. Yep. I'll come back and haunt you all. I'll be the worst ghost. Uh, it'll be a great podcast with CJ haunting us. <laughs> I won't just murder the people that are close to you. I'll do things like push spoons out of your breakfast bowl. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> um, that's yes, the we'll... kind of ghost I'll be. <laughs> I will have my vengeance. <laughs> that's what you call <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, thank you for your inspiration and getting us started because yeah, oh, if it wasn't for the two humanities, we wouldn't have been got kicking. Yeah, I, I, I said this to Paddy last when he was on for the Metal Gear episode. Obviously, if it weren't for you guys, I wouldn't have made that episode one. So, yeah, thank you. No, more than welcome. <laughs> you know, it's 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 uh, it's fun to hear how how far you've come as well, and you, it's it's a pleasure to be involved in in this and sort of get, in, get involved in the chat as if we were just sort of nattering in general but um, the fact that it's 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 a podcast and I forgot that it was a podcast in many ways <laughs> that uh, that we were just having a good old chinwag that's that's awesome keep going yeah, it's great it's great to be able to actually talk you. to you and be able to respond to you rather than just tweeting at you randomly <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of the night when I'm listening no that's, that's fine mm-hmm. I'm always good with that <laughs> Nice. So, yes. Well, um, thank you everyone for listening. And obviously, you can get us at our normal places. Obviously, at Death Note is me, D E 4 T H underscore N O T E. Obviously, you can get the Dark Insight podcast, which is at Dark Insight Pod. And don't forget those questions for the competition. Yes. And you obviously, you can get Vader at his Twitter, which is at Vader Van Odin. So, I will say bye bye. And we shall see you next time. Thanks for everyone for tuning in. Say bye. Take it easy. Goodbye.